are here to hang out and party tonight. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a fun one. It's the end of the year. It's our seven year anniversary retrospective here at the Whatnots. Four score and seven years ago, I created wow. the Whatnots. Uh, I had no idea we would make it this long. Uh, and here we are. <laughs> Still doing it. It's amazing. Uh, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here, Kyle. This is a, a wholly unique retrospective and that it's just you and me this year. Yep. Just you and me. Um, it, yeah. It, like, man, we've had some ups and downs this year. I think it's been a good one. Um, <laughs> Sam is in the chat and, Hi, says, Sam. and says that four score is 80. Yeah, 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 yeah. I look, I, I don't I don't know these things. I don't. <laughs> Seven years ago, I created the whatnots, not 87 years ago, <laughs> but <laughs> it feels like it's been a long time. It feels like I've been doing this forever. It feels like this is quite a chunk of your life. Yeah. What, what, what about you, Melissa? Because you, you've now been on here a handful of years. So yeah. I, does this still feel relatively new? Does does this still or or are you you're like I have my my groove? What are you feeling? I feel like I have a groove. I don't know. Do, do I feel ungrooved to you? No, you feel well. Okay, grooved. all right, <laughs> good. I better. Yeah. Um. Come April, I think I have been doing this five years. Kind of wild, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. It's fun. Stuff. It's it's a real cornerstone of my life. I I I'm worried I mention it too much when I'm on first dates. Ah. But it's such a framework and a structure and the way through which I see anything. Like some sure, guy will ask yeah. me, have you seen this show? I'm like, I saw season one and then I stopped, but I, I wanted to keep going, but I had to switch to something else. I or, did oh, a I pitched it to Kyle and he didn't one. pick it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, if so I, I feel Kyle like I've picked it, I would have and we could talk. And <laughs> exactly. This date would go well. You're, you're what's standing in the way of me having seen Shit's Creek. Like I pitched it once and you didn't pick it and I've never circled back to it in my own personal time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny because I've now watched the entirety of that show in my own personal time. <laughs> Good stuff. Like I said, we are here to hang out and celebrate and party um, since it is our seventh anniversary uh, here at the Whatnots. Uh, so I'm going to be eating some pizza. I have some some whiskey with me, some proper well, hold on. 12. Are you you're not just drinking from like a straight bottle of whiskey? You poured Mountain Dew or something in there, right? No, I will. I mean, I I have a chaser of of ginger ale. Uh, okay, but I, there's not much, there's only like that much left in the bottle, like an inch and a half. Uh, that seems in there. like a so lot. Hand, hand handful of shots if I want them, and I do have my handy dandy shot glass here with um uh, i'm not sure if you can see all of, it's blurry on screen but it's a shot glass with titties it's great <laughs> <laughs> is there any other theme to it like does it say cancun on the back no 
Uh, it has my my initials on it. So the 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 story with this is that when I still lived in Richmond, my roommates had a shot glass with headies on it. And eventually it just became the thing to give me that one. Like, Kyle gets the titties. He gets this one. There you go. And that's just what they kept doing every single time. So when I moved out here to Oklahoma, my girlfriend was like, well, hey, we kind of need to keep that tradition alive. Like, let me get you a new shot glass with titties on it. And so, yeah, I have a a shot glass with titties on it. It's great. She is the best gift giver from everything (laughs) you've ever told me. I think she's number one in the game. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I I have a can't say it on screen, but a a whatnots like neon sign over here. I have a Gundam neon sign back here. All that stuff. Um, She is a fantastic gift giver. Um, But yeah, I particularly like my shot glass it's great and it has my initials on it (laughs) (laughs) which is fantastic good stuff Melissa, you uh you just got back from seeing john wick four right or you you watched it with your dad right is that the one you saw which 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 one did you go see john wick four comes out in theaters this summer so no shows you how much i know I've been watching through the series with my dad, all three of them. And today we finally finished the third one. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to watch them while mom isn't there because these are not mom friendly movies. I gotcha. So that's why we had to like fit it into this weird time slot. But I've seen them all now and I am ready for the first episode of the review show in 2023. It is our holiday tradition to spend our winter break watching an entire movie franchise. So we're going to start next year with all of the John Wicks. Just like how we started this year with all the Matrixes. Yeah. Every matrixy. That is going to be fun. Yeah, I have yet to see any of the John Wicks. So, and and it's like, I I know it's one that I would like. I just never went to go see that first one and then just kind of fell behind. It was just like, oh, well, one day I'll Mm -hmm. get there. It's on my list. But. That's cool. Well, how was that? They're fun. It they're so impressive. It like I would watch these action scenes and then I would kind of tune out and just listen to the action scenes. Mm-hmm. Like we've watched the the my dad owns all of these on Blu-ray. So then we go and we watch the special features, like all of the training they go through for these action scenes. And so many different disciplines, everything from like and knife fighting to to sharpshooting to martial arts to motorcycle riding all of this right. stuff so i i tuned out the visuals for a second and i just listened to like every punch and every gunshot i'm like the, the sound team works so hard on these movies these movies have got like three times as many sounds as any other movie probably that's wild good stuff you're going to enjoy them. There's many familiar faces. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new year. All the stuff we'll do in the review show. 
I guess uh, just to give everyone a heads up of what we're going to be doing here while we party and all that good stuff, we have some award or some superlatives to hand out. I like to call them awards, but they're not truly awards, really. But we'll be looking back on things we've done on all of our podcasts and talking about that, looking at some some stats, some behind the scenes stats. I Ooh. always like to to do some of that stuff um and i we how do you feel about doing a reaction to either the new oppenheimer trailer or the barbie trailer because <laughs> we've never we've never done that as part of the end of the year retrospective and i think that's a fun addition to include these pocket reactor cores yeah uh, i did see the barbie trailer ahead of avatar 2 the wet guy but I did not get Oppenheimer. That was oh. not included in my showing. Interesting. So you've seen Avatar 2. Yes. Melissa, we uh, we we have a, a segment to run Im- immediately. <sighs> this is our uh, Yankee goes to Hollywood segment. Relax. I still need to fix that one and I will fix it for the new year. I promise. Thank you. It's on my to do list. So. Melissa, without spoiling Avatar 2, what does Avatar The Way of Water smell like if it was a candle? It's difficult to imagine the sense of a foreign planet. Uh, I don't know the flora and fauna of of Pandora. I don't know if they smell like plants we have here on Earth. But it's definitely, this is a wet movie. This is probably a salty movie. I don't know if the water they're in is salt water. But you can imagine it might. Be. I would kind of assume it would be. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it definitely has that sort of ocean spray, like salty smell to it. Uh, it smells like that. It smells like. Oh, like like sort of a woodsy smell, like a, like a, a sandalwood or a bamboo or something. Interesting. Okay. Um, maybe it smells a little bit like paint. Hmm. A seaside bamboo forest covered in paint. <laughs> interesting light one. amounts of paint yeah <laughs> a couple stripes of paint interesting interesting okay good to know good to know so i was not planning on seeing avatar 2 mm. um I, i'm not a huge fan of the first one it was kind of whatever i feel like i had seen that story before in Ferngully and pocahontas and stuff like ah! that ah it is Ignacio, Ignacio Hello, is joining us here. Everybody, hey, howdy, how's it going? Ignacio, have you seen the new Avatar movie? Ah, <sighs> you mean the three-hour and twelve-minute experience that Jim, Jim Cameron put on? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have. Those <laughs> sure were three hours and twelve minutes. I think it's it's. Quite a chunk. I I'd been curious about it, and the deciding factor in me going to see it opening night was that my roommate said she wanted to have a boy over, and I'm like, I'll get out of your hair. Very conveniently, there is something <laughs> I can go do for four hours right now. Yeah, yeah, that works. By the way, Kyle, do you Howdy. want me to turn on my my camera? Yes, please. If if okay. you can, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't do it because I know <laughs> it doesn't oh. always work out with the setup. Oh, yeah, it, it screwed it up when you jumped on, but I already fixed it, uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. it's all good. 
It's all good. Welcome, Ignacio. How are you? Doing good. Uh, it's very, 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 very hot over here. Yeah, oh, it's right. I have uh, two fans. <laughs> One, two, two fans two, already on, man. Thanks to me. Good God, yeah. Will. Thank you for jo joining us. Wasn't e expecting you, but always glad to have you on. Yeah. Um, good stuff. I didn't I know actually... if I was going to be able to jump on. That's why I never said anything about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I meant to do it. Gotcha. Uh, well, I have a shot that I'm about to take. So cheers to seven years of the whatnots. Uh, mm -hmm. Thanks, Ignacio, for joining us. Thank you to Melissa for always being a trooper. Here's to 2023. <laughs> there we go. Bam. Woo. Good stuff. Uh, so you guys have then both seen Avatar 2. I was not planning on watching this. I have now heard great things about this, um, especially the last 45 minutes of the show. Uh, Mick, who helped us start crossplay, ah. was, was like, the last 45 minutes of this has convinced me to now go see all of the other sequels after this is is that is that what you guys thought ignacio you're kind of like yeah maybe maybe not. Kyle, did you watch the first one i did what's one not a huge what do fan. you think about that one not a huge okay. fan. you probably will not be a huge fan of this one for the same reasons so james cameron I'll, I'll props to him he he did a great job creating a world that's believable that looks believable that has its rules its people everything it's a spectacle. Shit looks amazing. CG hasn't never looked this good. That's most of what the movie is there for. Okay. It is mostly there to show you the world, to show you the people, what they do, how they adapt. Plot wise, not very good. I I saw the first Avatar for the first time this year, just like ten weeks ago when they re-released it to theaters in 3D. Like, I completely missed it when it first came out. And I'm like, here's my chance to experience what everybody else experienced in 2009. And I thought, this is really pretty. This is technically impressive. Overall, I feel fine about it. Uh, yeah. But then I went to see the new one. And I was so surprised at how much I really did enjoy the new one. The, the really? new one was like, yes, I, I, I was more emotionally connected to it. I, I did find all of those kids endearing. I, I, I was more enthralled by the story instead of just like, I don't care what they're doing. Look at all those cool trees. <laughs> I, I, I was on all levels with this film this time. Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah it, I, 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 I people just keep, would like it. keep seeing people being like, hey, guys, it's, it's actually good. Like, go go check it out. Um, but yeah, I, I still don't know if I want to go see. I mean, I, I, I do, but I don't. Like if if I can somehow not spend money to go see, <laughs> see it, that's what I would prefer. In fact, what's the um? I I, I keep forgetting the name. What's the the holiday movie, the Santa one that stars the the, the Ooh, dude Violent from Night? Violent <laughs> Night. I would much rather go see that. I that that looks so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I will say that I saw Avatar on like the one of the biggest screens in my city. Like, not IMAX, but very large, uh, full Dolby Atmos, full 3D. That's I, awesome. Yeah, it, that's... There are, it is truly immersive. 
It's yeah. like you are paying to go on a vacation to be underwater for a while. I found yeah. it truly relaxing. The Yankee goes to Hollywood thing says relax. This is the one time that I watched the movie. And I'm like, yes, that was it. I felt that. Like yeah. there are like tense action scenes, but sometimes you're just like swimming with a whale. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I also went to watch it on a giant screen. It was 3D, and the 3D effects effects look great. It isn't about it popping out, but it is more about it having depth mm-hmm. and looking like there there is something there. And so, sure, the movie to me is closer to a three-hour Disney World Universal experience. You know those rides. Mm. Yeah, it's like yeah. the 4D rides, but take away the 4D and the movements, and it's just a sad screen, but with 3D. It is that. It is meant to put you on Pandora. It is meant to do that. And just like a ride with uh, some sort of, of of story in there, it isn't. there isn't much of a story, but you are not there for the story. You are there for the experience. But the thing is, it is a three-hour-long experience. Yeah, so quite long. But that is the thing, though. Like that, I I think if you are going to go see this, I think the best way to see it is on the biggest screen possible. Yeah, biggest screen, three D. Like make it an experience, and I I, yeah, I I think that is the thing that'll make it worth going to see. Right. Like I don't think you need to make like you don't have to rush out and see it tomorrow. But you paying the money to go see it in the theater now is going to give you a better experience than if you wait to stream it on Disney Plus in six months. Like that that money is worth it. I assure you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I I don't know when I will go check it out. Maybe sometime over the break. Who knows? But uh Violent Night is first up on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Ignacio, what else have you been up to recently? The usual. Uh, I'm still with with school. I technically already finished my... What do you call it? Pre-grad. I technically finished pre-grad. But I'm I'm also doing um, uh, master's course, so oh, cool. the reason that I say technically I did it is because because of the way that I did the my school let me have the final year of my pre grad be my first year of my master's mm. because of, of the whole thing and some uh, the school giving me uh, certain opportunities to do this. One of the caveats is that they will with, withhold giving me a title until I finish my master's. Mm. So I have finished my pre-grad, but I still don't have my title. I gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. So I'm doing that, doing uh, research. The other day, I finally managed to accomplish one thing that I've been trying to do for uh, for a couple of months. So that was very exciting. But other than that, same as usual. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, hey, while we have you, let's mm-hmm. talk about some crossplay stuff. 
I now that we can have you, like we we can talk game awards, we can talk game of the year, all that all that good stuff. Um, so I yeah I I unfortunately uh crossplay is no longer a podcast that we are doing. Um, which is a bummer because I really, really enjoyed that one, but I just had too, too, too much on my plate. Um, and so we, we had to, we had to fold that one down, but Ignacio mm -hmm. game awards. What did you think of the game awards here? Uh, oh man, it was very good. Uh, Jeff has always brought a, brought a very good show and I think that it, more than any other year, it was way more things that one uh, that you are interested on rather than uh, years past where you know uh, this is here because uh, Jeff needed to pay the bills and and do all those sure. stuff. So uh, to me, it was a very more consistent show. Still, even though it was more consistent, it did lack for me the one standout thing, that one thing to pop off for. But they showed a lot of very you. good things, and Elden Ring winning Game of the Year, to me, it was a toss-up between Elden Ring and God of War. So it could have gone either way for me. I thought it was going to be God of War for the Game Awards, but it, it won, uh, Elden Ring won, and we all know how that went to the... Uh, no shenanigans happened, right? Yeah, <laughs> no shenanigans uh, at all. Good. <laughs> all smooth sailing. Um... So, Melissa, I know you don't watch the gig game awards and stuff like that. Um, I don't uh, even watch a game, right, let alone an award about it. Exactly. Uh, so we watched the game awards and right at the start, they give the award out to uh, best performance, uh, which went to Christopher Judge, who played uh, Kratos in God of War. And mm. he had his uh, speech but before that. Who presented the award? Well, well, so so yeah, the it was Al Pacino uh, that presented the wow. award, which yeah. is fucking wild. Um, but what's and, his favorite video game? Well, Did he tell you? That's the thing. He was like, I know nothing about video games, but I watch my kids play. Uh, and in the past, the game awards have had a history of uh, inviting celebrities onto the show that just. It's very obvious they don't want to be there, um, <laughs> especially in the earlier years when they were still on Spike TV. But in more recent years, they've at least gotten celebrities that want to be there or are excited yeah. to be there, which is nice. And I think Al Pacino did a pretty good job. He was fine. It was still just like, whoa, oh, my God, that's Al Pacino at the yeah. Game Awards. What mm -hmm. in the world? I mean this is wild. Ignoring the whole teleprompter thing, yeah, over at the end, it, it was fine. Yeah. Um, but then Chris Judge, who, Melissa, you might recognize from Stargate SG-1, yes. right? That guy? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's the one. He won best performance for Kratos. His thank you speech, 12 minutes long. Yeah, Let <laughs> it, him it. it went on forever. It's not supposed to be that long. They tried to like yeah. play him off <laughs> and like <laughs> turn the music it only up helped. to like get it. Only it. Helped him. it it didn't really work. But from what I do, from what what, 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 what I heard is that like the a 
couple presenters that were up shortly after that were a little bit late so they were kind of okay with letting him like get that 12 minute long thing to like take up some space but melissa you would be interested i almost mentioned this on the captain's log this past week uh jeff Keeley has this fascination with always including one of the muppets yep at the game awards they show up they're there maybe they're one of the good the presenters it's just kind of weird like why are they there it it makes because it's not necessarily a family friendly show considering Mm -hmm. some some of the trailers that are showing there this year it was (laughs) animal uh that 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 was there he had a blast i like i actually kind of like it it's just weird enough that it's just like this is bizarre i like this um but it's still just like why (laughs) who knows um that was good and then at the end of the show show, uh real big security snafu some random kid just walked up on stage as they were presenting the or as as they announced who won the game of the year as they announced a wiener they were going up the stage and this kid just walks up from the back on stage with them all he's clapping he looks like yeah he looks like he's supposed (laughs) to be a part of the team it then just like oh that guy's standing awkwardly in the background he's not with them what's happening here (laughs) yeah the whole the whole time i was wondering wait whose kids is he why is he there can i get an age on the kid what do you who is kid what age is kid so apparently he's like 15 15 years old yeah oh perfect 15 year old Um, that's a kid and he he's quiet he's and and Admitting in barely respectful to, to yeah. let the developers like <laughs> say their thank you and do their thing. And after they're done and the game awards are like trying to wrap up and move on, he steps on the mic and is like, Hey guys, I'm Martin. Um, I I would like to dedicate this award to my reformed uh orthodox rabbi bill clinton uh <laughs> and just and, and, and from what i understand everyone who was at the event really didn't understand or know what was going on or what exactly he said uh but once he said that the yeah, security, yeah, security. Came, came and like rushed every, everyone off stage um it, it was a whole snap snap hey, shout out to the to the person that was controlling the camera he didn't cut away. He didn't do anything. He just, <laughs> hey, something's happening. Let, let's show it. Yeah. Um. So just like wild stuff. I'm just like, good God, this is a security thing that like everyone needs to be concerned about. This is awful. What if he like was intending to do some violence or something like that? Like that's it's it, like it's it's kind of scary, but he's. It, from what I understand, it turns out he's just a like fifteen year old shit poster that yeah. thought it would be <laughs> funny to like go up on stage and say some nonsense. Um, uh, he's great. He did it well. He played it well. If you you can actually see how it happens, so the way the the uh, the the plays uh, where people are seated, there are, of course there are rows. Where you can walk 
in and then as you get to the stage there are uh you know walkways where you can go so the Elden Ring team were like at, at the front so they were walking towards the center of the stage to get to to go on the stage and then the kid was going down one down of the, the aisle yeah down of the down the aisle yeah and you can see him incorporated to the team very well and then it's when wild. you see they, they cut the camera to them going out to the stage climbing the climbing the steps and you see the kid like helping one of the guys go up <laughs> like yeah go up go yeah it's the, wild the, and then yeah the, the kid was just blending in uh people... he was aware of the where the cameras were so he he kept himself where the cameras were yeah it's yeah. wild People were conf confused about what he said. They thought it was hateful. They thought it was anti-Semitic stuff like that. I, I I don't know how true it is. I I thought I heard that he uh, he was no, on he was Jewish info he, uh, wars at some point. Yeah. But yeah, then it was um he he got interviewed finally by Jason Schreier um who's who's, who's a big reporter in the video game world who kind of figured out what was what um apparently he does understand some hebrew if i'm not mistaken because yeah, apparently jason just said something in hebrew and he understood it he reacted and then after that acted like he didn't understand there there's still some like weird stuff go go yeah. going on but it yeah he it just ended up he was just some little shit poster kid um, but then, yeah, if you if you went on Twitter, when that happened, you went to the trending. Bill Clinton was trending. Bill Clinton was trending. The whole thing was wild. All that good stuff. But moving on, Ignacio, what is your game of the year? Ooh, man. So I already said it that for me, it is a toss up between Elden Ring and God of War. And I think at the end of the day, I got to go with my, my same mindset for the game of the year of 2018 when it was God of War and Spider-Man, where to me, Elden Ring was the game that I enjoyed the most, mm -hmm. but I would give God of War my game of the year. Gotcha. Same as in 2018, Spider-Man was the game that I enjoyed the most, but God of War 2018 was the game that I, I would give my game of the year. I gotcha. I gotcha. Sam is in the chat and clarifying that the kid gave interviews to several outlets and gave wildly different answers every time. Yeah. So. It was but, a kid just yeah. trolling. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I figured the Game Awards would be a toss up between Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok. Um, I, I, I think right now I have God of War as my number two. Oh. Be believe it or not, I I actually still have Sifu as my game of the year. Wow! I really really enjoyed that one. I know that I I got stuck on it early on and kind of had to put it down. But um, oh no, you you know what? I I did. I I I ended up switching them. So my game of the year right now is God of War Ragnarok, and Sifu is number two. Um, oh. but man, Sifu, I, I enjoyed that game so much. It was so fun. Once they had those accessibility features in there and had the difficulty well, options. Yeah. Didn't so he have fun. 
Didn't you keep up at some point? Yes. Initially, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, you, that game is so difficult. I, I forgot about itself. that. You, you forgot. I forgot about that. You, that you gave up, and I, I kept telling you and Gino to go back to it because the game is great. And I did. Yeah, I, I, I had said that. Yes, I absolutely intend to go back because they had put that roadmap out there of like, hey, the first big major update is gonna be we're gonna add difficulty levels, all that stuff. And I went back in there and played it on easy, and I loved it brilliant game i i i think it is fantastic um and i know it's really no one's game of the year except mine yeah <laughs> right but uh um, should have won some some award it should have, it should not have been yeah. in best fighting game, 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 yeah. game. that that was a weird it, one it, it probably was one of those things where you need five i think it was five you need five games and maybe there were four fighting games yeah. Technically, I think that three of them only deserve to be there because it's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the the fighting game. I think it was a re-release or a port or something like that. I gotcha. I so, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, for me, Sifu is either my number three or four. I haven't updated my list in a while. But uh, I recently finished Sonic, and I have that one pretty high. I don't know where it, where it would go. Interesting. But Sonic for me is pretty high. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Ignacio, do you have any kind of uh, final remarks about crossplay that you want to say? Um, looking back uh, on the year, what did you have fun with? Um, no, I, stuff like that. I like that we managed to get into that groove of things of we had finally settled into a podcast. Yeah. Because the first year we had, uh, no, the first year we did like two months, I think, at the end of the year. Then the next year mm -hmm. it was the whole Mick leaving and us just being just you and me. And, me yeah. and then Gino and Alan eventually joining. And I think this year was the first year that it was. For the most part, the four of us. Mm -hmm. So, to me, it was finally something that, okay, we have, we know what it is. It is yeah. a podcast. It is an unestablished thing. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I had a blast with that that show. I'm currently playing through Pentiment. Um, oh to to see what that one's about i like it enough it's a lot of reading um i don't know if i would really score it high up on my list or anything but it's good it's fun um but uh, yeah i i love video games i love t talking about them and to be able to do a podcast at, at least for a short amount of time uh with you ignacio was fantastic you've been there since yeah. day one um you are the real og uh on on cross play uh yeah. yeah it it was a blast um a, a huge thank you to mick to help us starting it um mick a abrahamson aka the nanobiologist i think he's going by nanosecond gig gaming on, yeah, on I don't most, know. What's, uh, social what's up with him? things there yeah Who knows? um <laughs> um a, a huge shout out to alan and gino uh, we brought them on shortly after Mick left the podcast 
uh, I was really, really excited to bring Alan on the show when I was kind of doing my like quote unquote interview process with everyone to to see who, who, you know, who wanted to uh, join the show. There were some people that reached out to us or we reached out to them that never responded or they responded and they just maybe didn't seem like a great fit. Um, and one of the things that I did in that process is I just kind of started up a side conversation with these people to, to, to see like, Hey, could, could, could you hold a conversation about video games or something else? Um, and Alan was the one who was by far the most excited to keep that conversation going. Um, and so I was like him. He's the one I I want him on the, on the show, and then Gino. Uh, I I think it, I I think I saw a video that him and Matt Batson put together. If I'm not mistaken, it was some like Fall oh, Guys yeah. video where he's like trying to go through the door, but the door isn't working, and so now he's scared to go through doors because he's not. Sh- sure if it's a fake one or not all that good stuff uh and i was like oh this this guy is hilarious this guy like absolutely needs to be on the show um and yeah we we had a blast it it sucks that we had to fold that show um but uh ignacio you are always welcome back on the captain's log on our anniversary Mm -hmm. retrospectives if you want to Mm -hmm. Hop on the review show every show often. You are more than welcome to join us. Um, we would love to have you on as much stuff as we can get you. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll see plenty more of you in 2023. Um, uh, before you move on, you don't need to address it, but did you check the thing that I messaged um, on not, Discord? If, if, if it was not like to, to, today... Oh, um, today. Let me see. Right now, during the podcast. Um, We can talk about it later. I was wondering if you saw it. I can't work down if that's possible. Okay. Um, So, so, yeah, we've been trying to do kind of a last final hurrah for crossplay. It hasn't really worked out. It doesn't seem like there was much steam behind it. It's not completely dead, so maybe be on the lookout for something in 2023. There it's just a last hurrah. Um, a chance that we do something. I would still still like to to to, mm-hmm. to do some last yeah. hurrah, um, but uh, I'm I'm glad that you got to hop in here on the retrospective. That's that, that's fun. That's a good one. Good one indeed, Melissa. Yeah been off the quiet with your vast knowledge of video yeah, games. I wouldn't even tell you your game of the year. <laughs> no, <Jeez>. no, um, <laughs> you guys can talk video games. I can sit here and make my little charcuterie combos. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have like, like soft cheeses, hard cheeses, dried fruits, crackers of different shapes. I have it all. I gotcha. I gotcha. Ignacio, would you like to join us for a reaction to a trailer, to a movie trailer, sure. either Oppenheimer or Barbie? <laughs> oh, or I didn't Bo- know there was an Oppenheimer. Ride for Avatar. 
it was yeah. it was out for Avatar, and then they released it publicly like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, for yeah, because my screening of Avatar didn't have it. I got you. Yeah, Melissa said the same thing that she didn't see the Oppenheimer one. Um, I watched it on Wednesday, so I figured that it might have been because of that. Mm. Ah, gotcha. They they for Melissa, I don't know. Didn't want want it in the early early ones. Let me see if I can pull this up here. Oppenheimer official trailer. I see the one from Universal Pictures. Um, Yes. I have this up. I have the Barbie one up. This uh, isn't an either you, or. We are talking links. about both of these. Okay. Both of these movies Ooh. are releasing on the same day, which is really? incredible. I intend to see both on the same day. Double feature. I'm going to do an outfit change in between. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, l- let me know when you guys have this pulled up on. Oh, okay. Yeah, have both pulled up. Cool. Uh, let's start with Oppenheimer. Let's oh. do that one first. I have that one pulled up. I'm going to p- pull this up on screen here so everyone oh. can see. Oh. Yes, Ignacio. Can you send me a link? Can I send you a link? Yes, I can. Give me one second. Can here. you guys hear me for? Uh, I did not hear you ask for a link, but I am going to post <laughs> <said> that. <laughs> That's weird. I said it multiple times. Weird. I'm going to post it in the reactor core discord thing here. Oh. There you go. You can have that guy. And I'm going to pull this up on screen. Oh, that is all messed up. Good God. That didn't work out. Um, How are we going to do this then? How are we going to do this? How about I do full screen for the trailer and you guys can hear our... Well, no, because that's going to do that. Ooh, we might have some technical difficulties on how to do this. Wait, if I go to this, do I have... Oh, you know what? Hold on. I can do it this way. Give me a sec to set everything up. Do all that stuff. Bam and bam. There we are. Okay, perfect. Oh, because I didn't hit that one button. All right. Let's see. Let Let me do this guy. Let me pull this up here. I'm, I'm going to do a mini intro uh, so I can clip this out and put it on YouTube. Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. As well as Ignacio Rojas. Hey, hello. How are you guys? Are you guys doing well? Sunday doing well, Yes. Good stuff. We have a couple trailers to react to that I'm excited for. Two trailers that we're going to be reacting to. We'll split these up into separate videos. Uh, But first up, Oppenheimer. That's what we're going to be reacting to right here, right now. Uh, Melissa, what's your excitement level for Oppenheimer? What are you thinking? I'm pretty excited for this one. I enjoy Christopher Nolan's work as a whole. I've got some holes in it. Haven't gotten an interstellar yet. It looks sad, but I've seen many of the others. I enjoy his his dedication to the craft. I enjoy seeing some returning faces. I enjoy when he gets to work with new faces. And I'm intrigued by this one, by him working yeah. with a real historical figure as the protagonist of the movie. Yes. Like with Nikola Tesla's in... The prestige. Yeah. He's a minor supporter. Technically, character. he's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm interested in this one too because I'm technically, I guess, used to his more like action oriented yes. movies, and so I'm curious to see 
if there will be action scenes in this, they very, very well could do World War II style action stuff. But is that really the life of Oppenheimer? I don't know. Um, (laughs) So we have yet to see. All we've seen in the teaser trailer is that he like walks around and he puts a hat over his head. Like, don't look at me. I'm ashamed of that bomb I made. Ignacio, where are you with with this? Is, Is this one that's on your radar? Yes and no. It is a movie that I forget that it is coming. I am excited to see it, but uh, whenever it comes, it comes. It's not a movie that I'm I gotcha. just That's waiting fair. for. Uh, Tenet, I didn't vibe with that much, but with his other movies, I think for the most part, I have. So I'm curious to see what he does with uh, this movie, cool. especially since it is based on a historical on historical events. Good stuff, indeed. Well, I am pulling up the trailer uh, on screen right now, so you guys can all see this. We will do our typical countdown uh, of three, two, one, and then on play, we will hit the play button. Um, so here we go: three, two, one, play. Following preview has been approved for appropriate audiences. That stayed around for a long time. That was a yeah, long appropriate audience's notice. Though I, I would rather have that than the like the Oppenheimer trailer yes. starts yes. now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So in fact, we do not have those things here. Yeah. Uh, those that that are before. Our imaginings horrifiers. They won't fear it. Cillian Murphy is always a fantastic actor. I enjoy him a lot. Man, now I have to deal with a big bowl of marbles. And they won't understand. I want to say there was about a uh, seventy-two in that bowl. <laughs> you guess the number of marbles in the bowl. You exactly. can win the Oppenheimer sweepstakes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm liking these visuals here. Uh, the yeah. like, yes, the explosions and fire and that stuff. That's really inter- interesting. And that one flash we got to black and white is neat. But I have no choice. Gotta have that score. That typical Christopher Nolan score. I feel like this is going to be either like a really, really, really tense movie or just have this feeling of dread. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Entire time. The big red button. 2123 20, shot, shot with IMAX film cameras. There you go. What did you guys difficult think? Difficult to I it looks good. It's difficult to react to because we know what happens. We know that a bomb goes off and he's sad about the bomb. We're all sad about the bomb. So it's hard to guess it like what's the mystery? What clues will we unravel? Yeah. Like, like you said earlier, Polish. we're not exactly sure what the angle and tone of the movie is going to be, but looks good. I'm in. I enjoy Mr. Murphy and his work. I'm excited. 
I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe this is how we learn to love the bomb, right? What, what's what's the sure, I, I don't think that that's gonna happen. I don't think that they are going with that angle. Not at all. I <laughs> I like the the like you said, Kyle, like the the dread that the trailer is giving us because of the of the subject. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine how they they felt while and after right, creating yeah. the atom bomb. They didn't know what was going to happen. They had an idea what was going to happen, but uh, if you didn't know, they weren't. They thought that there was a possibility that they could just ignite the atmosphere and basically kill us all with the mm. atom bomb. And then, and so I think that the movie will implement those elements about we we are creating science, but are we going too far and? What are the ramifications and just seeing the sheer power that you are creating? Yeah, I, it, the the trailer is giving me vibes that, that they are going to explore those those aspects of what it meant to create the atom bomb. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Have Have you guys seen Dunkirk? Yeah. Yes. Because I'm 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 kind of getting Dunkirk vibes with this, not in the sense of the action, right? But there was that. Mm-hmm like it has these feelings of it's hopeless it's like we're doomed we're all stuck here at at this one spot right um and at at the end of dunkirk there is there is kind of a triumph to that story they got him home i i I don't think there will be in this one i like i i just feel like this movie's gonna be a bummer like it's gonna be depressing Yeah, well, we don't know all the details of Oppenheimer's life. Maybe he was sad about Bomb, but uh, also, like, he was happy about his kids or something. Like, the, I mean, there may be uh, some <laughs> element of of positivity throughout the film. I, there may be some cute I don't know how much something. positivity we... Yeah. I, I hope so, though. I, ho- uh, I hope so. But we shall see. That's out, what, late next summer? This upcoming yeah. uh, summer that is here? July twenty first. Yeah, July 21st. Uh, at right now, same release day as Barbie. Yes, <laughs> which is two, the trailer that two we're different be inventions to that next. changed the world. <laughs> <laughs> two explosive inventions that. Uh... <laughs> Good God! Um, yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I. I. I know Nolan from his more action-oriented work uh he has a cerebral aspect to his work as well which i would be interested in seeing how he mixes that into this film here but uh besides that i don't know if i have much else to say on this one yeah it, um, it was more of a mood getting you in the mood or show you the mood of the of the movie rather than what it was gonna, what it is gonna be about? Yeah, yeah. So there isn't too much to talk about it, for sure. Other than it's it, probably gonna be a heavy movie. Indeed. Uh, well, that is about it for our reaction to Oppenheimer. Uh, where can everyone find you all on social medias? Melissa, we'll start with you. You can follow me at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T, and listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. There you go. And Ignacio, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. 
There you go. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer uh, on Twitter and co-host and Hive and all that good stuff. Uh, if you guys would like to follow us here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter and Hive and co-host as well. Uh, but yeah, that is it for our reaction to Oppenheimer. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. And we're still here hanging out let's move over to the <laughs> barbie one here let me pull this guy up yes warner brothers pictures ignacio would you like a link to this one as well um uh, i put i put one in there oh cool yep. perfect thank you melissa uh let me see if i can get this Jeez, guy God, i thought on. you were pretty in the show you should have been up with, with barbie is one of my oldest friends i don't i don't know if her and kyle have ever met but she and i are very well acquainted <laughs> we've met okay okay <laughs> friends though <laughs> um okay okay let me um do that guy there and let me do another little intro for this one welcome back to the whatnots reactor core my name is kyle springer and i am joined by melissa wilkinson hello and ignacio rojas hey we have the first teaser trailer to barbie uh, here that we are going to react to. Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, you two have both seen this because you went to go see Avatar yes. The Way of Water. You guys have, right? Uh, I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer, but I didn't play bef uh, for, for Avatar for me. Okay. They only played like Disney stuff, like uh, Marvel for the uh, Marvel. Interesting, interesting. I did indeed. see this in front of Avatar The Wet Guy. And it was a powerful image to see on that big screen. For sure. I So I have yet to watch this one. I am probably not super interested in this movie, to be honest. But I feel like I'm still <laughs> going to go see it just because of how wild I'm expecting this movie to be. Um, I've seen some some screenshots and oh, oh my God, like it, this is going to be a trip for sure. Um, Ignacio, your relationship to Barbie. Let's start with you. What's your relationship to Barbie? <laughs> you know, I, I know the lady. I've <laughs> seen her in the past before. We've crossed paths, I'm sure. Okay. At some okay. point. Yeah. There, there was the, uh, for, for the PS1, I have, a, I had a demo disc that had a, the demo for a Barbie game, which funny enough, it was a, a, a good demo. I've, heard, playing I've actually heard good things about the Barbie game, that it was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, there's many, many sure, a Barbie sure. game. I'm sure. No, but, but this, uh, I know it, it's a tangent, but this one was more of a Crash Bandicoot style, you know, from the back going through a corridor. But it, it, it was that, but like a platformer also. I remember hanging onto vines to, to avoid going down a, a pit. That's so wild. Yeah, it was wild. Wild. Melissa, your history with Barbie. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed myself with Barbie when I was a little girl. I think when I was five or six or seven, I got I got my very own dream house oh, from nice. my local Toys R Us, and I really treasured it. I like playing dress up. I did have a computer game that let you design fashions for Barbie. You could print out on like very very thin like fabric paper and then you had these little sticky like velcro dots you would stick onto it so you could like make her a dress 
interesting. I like dressing her up. I like the role play options. I'd make little soap opera stories. Of course. Uh, I don't interact with her much as I don't think I've really interacted with or touched a Barbie since I was like nine. But I, I look back on her fondly. You know, she's got so many looks, so many careers. She can be anything you need her to sure. be, but she's still always distinctly herself. Sure. And I like that. Indeed. I I have uh, no relation to Barbie. I was more of an action figure kid myself. Uh, I, I still have some of my like Power Rangers and Street Sharks action figures back there. I have the Power Rangers ones in the box still just kind of wild. Um, but um, yeah, of, of course, I was more into boy things. Right. Um, but I'm interested in checking out this teaser trailer so let me pull it up on screen here for every one and we can jump right in uh to the trailer we will do our countdown from three and then on play we will hit the play button so three two one play since the beginning of time since the first little girl ever existed there have been <laughs> dolls just a random shoe out in the middle of the rocks. <laughs> Very Pacific Rim. Very everything everywhere all at once, too, right? That, that rock scene. <laughs> Barbie is monolith. Oh, they're they're doing the 2001 knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> And this is Barbie's first outfit. This canonically is the beginning. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. And they smashed. <laughs> Baby dolls no more. What are they made out of? Clay? Porcelain or clay. Porcelain. Yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, oh God. This is going to be so much. Ah. <laughs> uh. Only in theaters, July 21st. See Oppenheimer and then see this. Exactly. Or you can flip him around. If you want to go from Barbie into Oppenheimer, Godspeed to you. <laughs> wow. One of those will depress you. The other one will get you. <laughs> this, man, the, I, I, this teaser tr tr trailer is actually pretty brilliant. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Um, it is simulated. Simu yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. He's him. one of them. Mm -hmm. yeah, Absolutely, uh, man. No, this whole thing is brilliant because that is what 2001 was doing, right? This like turn of the century, like technology is is moving, and it just it goes from these like Neanderthal like monkeys into space age, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the same kind of thing of these like porcelain dolls. And then now we have Barbie, the the new technology in in doll technology. Yeah. <laughs> the new technology in living. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. So the, this style of the movie is wild. Uh, if you see the 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 first thing that we see from the movie that is Barbie, like waving to the city, mm -hmm. it's wild how how the buildings look like they are oh, yeah. actual sets. Actual toy sets. Yeah. Well, they're there. <laughs> That's kind of wow. wild. I, I, yeah. I love how bright and just how 
colorful this is. Looks good. Yeah. Looks good indeed. That was a I think Ken is like a biker boy. <laughs> He's Ken has boy. many looks. He has many styles. I have been hearing updates on the filming. This is a running joke on New Rock Stars, which is the channel we go to for all our Marvel breakdowns. <laughs> yeah. On their daily uh, news show, The Break Room, they've also become very, very into Barbie, Barbie. And they'll give you an update every time they hear anything about Barbie. And apparently there's one scene where Barbie and Ken are like out rollerblading. And somebody like uh, slaps Barbie on the butt and she turns around and punches him. And then Ken goes, ah! Right. Yeah. I, I, like, I, Ken's I the one with the that. girly scream. <laughs> like, I, I, look forward to, I look forward to seeing Ryan Gosling do that. That sounds like a good time. Good casting, too, right? Like, I, yeah. Man, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> it's wild how much this is like not on my radar but still one i'm just like i'm gonna have to go see this aren't i like this is gonna be like <laughs> this is gonna be j just as if not more of a spectacle than than avatar to, to the way of the water <laughs> <right>? <laughs> sure. i'm gonna have to go watch this oh man uh well i think that's all i have to say on this you guys have any final thoughts you want to add all good no. all done all done all good. There we are. Kyle, I yeah. sent you the uh, gameplay of the game that I told you. Because I know <laughs> you were very curious about the game. Okay, okay. I'll look at that in just a bit here. Uh, social media stuff. Melissa, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T, and listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. Ignacio. They can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas V. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer, Twitter co-host and Hive. And if you if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter, co-host and Hive. Uh, so be sure to go like, share, subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. That has been our reaction to the Barbie teaser trailer. We will see you all next time. Bye. Hi. And we're still here celebrating and having fun. Our whatnot seven year anniversary. I'm going to do another shot. <laughs> Enjoy. Congratulations. Well, you do that. Let me read over some of the other trailers we've reacted to this year. We've really broadened yes, our please. horizons with the stuff we're talking about. Do you have a playlist on our YouTube just for the trailer reactions? No, I don't. It's all mixed in there with okay. the reactor core. Okay, um, so we've done... Oh, can I find the beginning of the year? When was that? Oh, I looked at this earlier. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I, oh, beginning of the year must have been Yellow Jackets. I think that may have oh, been okay. the first so thing just, we did. Okay, okay. So all the trailers we've reacted to this year... Nope, Multiverse of Madness, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Miss Marvel, Thor Love and Thunder, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi again, She-Hulk, Thor Love and Thunder again. Some of these are repeats. Andor. Indeed, the, oh, indeed. you did one for Paper Girls, Shazam Fury of the Gods, Honda Forever. 
uh, glass onion national treasure edge of history. I still haven't yet to start that by one. night. Me too. I they're meaty episodes. They're like fifty minutes. This is a really? lot to take in. Oh, uh, Secret Invasion, uh, The Last of Us, eighteen ninety nine, Quantum Mania. Uh, the well, we didn't do a formal reaction, but we just talked about some of our thoughts on the little teaser we got for Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cocaine Bear. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, real quick before you continue, a uh, big shout out to the anonymous per- person that just gave Sam a tier one sub. Thank you. Thank oh, you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, the shot is nice. for you, whoever you are. Cheers to you, anonymous person. You. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Lots of good tr- trailers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That we got to. This was react a good to. year for trailers. I, I think that was one of our goals this year is to start to react to more than just Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. which I think we got, 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 got a good first step. Yeah. I still think it's predominantly Marvel and Disney stuff, right? Yeah. But but it, it's also because... what we enjoy. But like, yeah, that, that is authentic to <laughs> us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, that's what there are most of. There are a lot there of. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Those trailers. For sure. For sure. Um, but but yeah, even stuff like Cocaine Bear <laughs> didn't think we would be reacting to something like that. What if Bear did cocaine? <laughs> right. Yeah. Come to the theater and see. The age old question. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we all look up at the stars and wonder what if a bear did cocaine? <laughs> Every young child has had a doll and has also wondered. <laughs> right. These what? were Oppenheimer's two options. He's like, I yeah. can study nuclear fusion or, or I can okay, give drugs to animals. Yeah. Which is better? There's an Oppenheimer level story behind the cooking there. Man. It's that dolphin guy. So, uh. Melissa, let me ask you this then. Do, do you have a favorite trailer that we've reacted to <gasps> ignacio you're more than welcome to chime in too i know you've been on less reactor core stuff but you and i did some mm. of the like and or things like that but for yeah. melissa favorite trailer that we reacted to this <sighs> year this has been a very good year for marvel's trailers i, I of course the wakanda forever trailer is i don't know is much as I did enjoy that movie, I don't think any one thing in the movie hits as hard as the trailer hits by itself. Maybe it's because we'd been waiting yeah. for it for so long. We were so uncertain about That's that fair. movie. And it's it's such a cohesive, uh, emotional little package, that trailer. Especially in the context of all of that stuff we got at Comic-Con. And now we were like, that would be the big event. And they're like, no, no, no. That's uh, that's your amuse bouche. <laughs> we're going to end this thing with telling you about Secret Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, my personal favorites, they, they're the deepest in my heart. I think that trailer is, it's got a really well-chosen song, a really interesting assortment of clips, uh, a great variety of the tones and emotions you're going to see in that movie. Sure. But I... 
I, I would say that out of Marvel's trailers this year, I would call Quantum Mania the best one. I think that really? one hits pretty hard. Mm. I yeah. say that it's the best one because there's so many people out there who are like, I don't watch trailers. And I feel like everything in the Quantum Mania trailer, it sells you on the style, on the scale, on the emotion of what's happening. But I don't know if it really includes new information beyond like the couple sentences you heard about it after like Comic-Con or whatever. Like that's mm-hmm. a trailer that is uh big on impact but light enough on actual information that I felt comfortable recommending it to everybody and even people who were like I don't watch spoil I, I don't watch trailers they spoil too much for me I think that one really chose its footage well that's mm. fair the, the one that stands out to me is the the one for multiverse of madness because if mm. you remember that one yeah. is the one that gives us a hint that Oh, uh, yes. Patrick Schreuer is back as Professor oh, X. What yeah. a moment! You're right. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. I think, and of for course, me... we've got the um, uh, just to throw one out for Disney Plus that sure, like go for it. real grindhouse look at Werewolf by Night. That was that also was a great trailer. A very important trailer. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I I I I have to give mine to Black Panther Wakanda. Oh, yeah. that trailer. That, that that first teaser trailer that we got is just spectacular. And yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that even after seeing that movie and enjoying it. Yeah, I still think that teaser trailer is the best thing to come out of that movie. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's so it is a- damn good. It is a weird competition. Like that movie was was very good. I don't think it's going to make like my top 10 of the year. But that trailer is one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, a field. It's an entirely different media. It's something you think about differently. But in that category, it is the tops. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good and stuff. to talk about something outside of Marvel, I really liked the Nope trailer. That was a trailer I saw several times in theaters, and I was so excited every time to see it, see the 10-second clip of a black man on a horse. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that was also a very good movie. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, good stuff. Do you, do you have... And like So one of the things that I want to ask is goals for next year. I guess we can start with the reactor core. Is there any kind of goals you have next year that include the reactor core specifically? By 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 chance? Let's look at, um, uh, I have to get the link to our like Rotten Tomatoes game again. Let's look at what we think is going to be on uh, the, the reactor core docket for next year. So in terms of movies, we're going to have, oh, let me find it. Let's see if I can pull this uh, up here. Quantumania, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Kyle, you and I might talk about John Wick 4 since we're covering the first three John Wicks on the review show. We'll see how yep. we feel. Sure, yeah. Uh, Guardians Volume 3, Into the Spider-Verse 2, The Flash, if such a thing is to happen. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning we're both very excited for. Did you by the chance Marvels. see that update for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning that Tom Cruise 
posted a couple no. hours ago it's it's him in the middle of some some stunt some shot that they're <laughs> trying to get he's in a plane or a helicopter or something like way uh, above I, I guess it would be a plane not a helicopter he posted it on twitter but it is it, just like we're here shooting Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2. Uh, thank you all so much for the support for Top Gun Maverick. It was incredible. All that stuff. And then, like, jumps out of the, of the plane and the camera, like, jumps out with him there. And he's still... I can confirm it's a helicopter. Helicopter. Interesting. <laughs> that was very high up. Um, but, yeah, he, he jumps that out. isn't that high. It's, it's Ignacio's been. Oh, I'm looking at it. It isn't that high. It's, it's it's pretty it's pretty high up there. <laughs> he's he's skydiving all the way down and is like, well, all right, uh I guess we have to start filming this shot, so I'll see you later, and then like continues to like barrel roll down the sky. <laughs> so like, like it's just hey. These two movies, we are still working on them, just as we said. Thanks Basically. for going to see my other movie where I did a plane. Watch me do another plane real quick. Yeah. Tune in next summer for plane. Basically. And summer after that, additional plane. <laughs> uh, good stuff, though. Cont- continue, Melissa. <laughs> uh, and then in terms of TV, uh, Yellow Jacket Season 2 yes, over on wait. the MCU front. We're going to have Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2. Oh, uh, uh, Echo was delayed. Echo might be at the end of the year. Covenant yeah. of Chaos might be towards the end of the year. We might be getting Season 2 of What If. I don't know when Season 2 of Peacemaker is slated. I don't know when we're getting that um, uh, Bat- The Batman series on, on HBO Max with Penguin and Friends. Right. Who knows? Who knows? So we have these things happening. I, these things are on the docket. I feel like we have a good mix next year. I, I I think we set ourselves up this year to do well next year in terms of variety, yeah. if that makes sense. So good stuff there. I, I I personally don't have any like goals for next year for the reactor core, except for just yeah, continue down that road there so. mm-hmm. good stuff good stuff let me oh i keep hitting everything here um uh, and bring this stuff back up ignacio let me let me throw it to you real quick goals for next year are are, are you are you a like new year's resolution person do you have things that you want to work on or as as i mean so you've you've gotten the like podcasting taste of of stuff do you do do you have stuff that you want to do in terms of content creation next year nah i i doubt it uh we talked with alan about doing something but nothing has come out of it so it might never happen uh other than that nah (laughs) you you know how i got here you know why i'm here yeah this was never my plan uh so no i doubt it my plan (laughs) either uh so yeah no i'm not someone that does new year's resolution but uh next year is an interesting one because in theory if everything goes right uh 
I should be graduating next year, which means that I will start trying to move to the U.S. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have, I mean, I guess it's kind of too early to tell where you're going to be, but as Not. an electrical engineer, is there like a hot spot in the United States that's like, hey, uh, if you're Silicon Valley would be the hot spot, but uh, no, it, it has always been my plan. I've always, I've, for years, I've been work, working towards it. Um, no, my plan is to go uh, to live in the U.S. And however that happens, it happens. Whether it is in San Francisco, since that is the... If you want to talk about how it would be San Francisco, San Jose Valley. Sure, yeah. If it is that, if it is, I don't know, Texas, Chicago, Georgia, Utah, I don't know. <laughs> North I mean, Dakota. I, I, I feel like an wherever. electrical engineer is something that could get a job pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because electrical engineer is a very broad thing. It could be from anywhere be, uh, between uh, straight-up technology, like in Silicon Valley. It could be just with, uh, I don't know, power generation. Sure, yeah. Uh, so... It, there are many options, so the one that happens happens. I gotcha. Well, hey, best of luck. Wow. Yeah, it's a wide variety of, of tasks. I, I know you will offer your house to me to stay <laughs> I there I mean, however long I want to. Bed, bedroom that's kind of the cat's room right now. Uh, so <laughs> I'm fine sleeping with the Gundams. <laughs> sleeping with the Gundams. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Street sharks tuck you in every night. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, goals for next year for me. So I, I, I think in, ter in ter terms of the review show, mm. I, I want to have more sword and sorcery stuff on the podcast. Uh, Conan oh. the Barbarian, Red Sonia. Uh, that kind of thing, because that's a, okay. a genre that we've not really dived into on that show. True. Yet. True. Um, we've gotten some fantasy stuff, right? So they're like it. I feel like it's tangentially there. We've yeah. gotten there, but not sword and sorcery I, proper. I don't I would have to explore further to better differentiate what makes these genres different. But all I am imagining is that sword and sorcery is fantasy, but just buffer and neuter yes kind of like everyone of in old, everyone like, in lord of the rings Frank none of them Frizzetta, are small all of them have got all these clothes on that's his name right i think so right yes, right, yes, yes. yeah uh yeah like n n think of conan the barbarian and that as a whole genre <laughs> like okay that's it like that's what it, yeah, it, I, it would be um that's also something i've never interacted with firsthand when i look at some of those it, it feels dank to me and not dank as in cool dank and in the way that like a basement feels where it's like, this is <laughs> yes. wet and it smells weird. <laughs> like when I look at Conan, the, Arba the barbarian, it makes me think of the old definition of the word dank. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the dankest thing we cover next year. Our dankest topic yet. We're about to have some dank podcast in 2023. <laughs>
Do you have a sword you could bring? I've got a sword. Melissa, I feel like you, know you set guy. me up for a home run on that one with the story about my dad and the 200 knives. I cannot remember. I cannot remember. So Sounds familiar. Long story short, my dad is a sucker for info marshals. One night right, yeah. uh, when my mom was in the hospital with cancer, uh, he was just uh, there up late watching info marshals and bought a set of like 200 assorted knives. Um, and his thinking was like, hey, I can sell these as like Father's Day gifts or Christmas gifts. Like you could get this for your dad, 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 dad. And it would be perfect. So he was hoping mm. to make some money on th this, right? I can sell all of this stuff. That's what we call a pyramid scheme. Uh, basically. Um, <laughs> but he ended up not making any money off of this stuff. He gave a few away as gifts tried to sell some in garage sales and stuff like that. He was never really an online guy, so he never really tried like <laughs> eBay or stuff like that, right? Um, but this assortment of knives was everything from little small like Swiss Army pocket knives to like bigger pocket knives that are more like like a you <laughs> a utility knife to more tactical knives and hunting knives mm. all the way up to it it came with a six foot tall sword <laughs> and this sword on the the like uh, right on off of the 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 hilt was a skull and cross bones and the two Yarr. cross the, the two bones closest to the handle came out and were smaller knives that you could like oh wow like cleave someone with a sword take out the smaller knife and yeah. stab them and right like the most ridiculous like thing you could think i wish i still had that Cal, i would love to that have person that. has to be prepared <laughs> right you don't right, have to like be prepared. This, the six foot tall sword is too much for you but those little knives that's perfect for a kid that's perfect for you to start with it's great <laughs> yeah. for a kid. Your way off. yeah sure for give a it to a kid Give him knives. I, I don't, Give him knives. I've heard this story like three times, and I love that you always contextualize it as this wasn't just like your dad sitting up one night with a beer. Like he was in the hospital with your mother, and in that mindset, he's like, I need to buy and sell 200 knives. Oh, always, I find it so funny. It's hilarious. There's a Simpsons episode I think your father should watch. A, a Simpsons episode. <laughs> it's, it's literally that. I don't know if if it was an informational, but it is why I said it is a pyramid scheme. It is literally Homer buys a ton of knives with the with the idea that he can then sell them. Oh, that's so funny! Those. We have to watch that. And then okay, so he, was... he gives it to people so that they can <laughs> with, the, with also the idea of hey, you can sell this. Yeah, right. Yeah, Kyle, do you know if this was just like one thing? like w one listing on QVC or if this was a recurring infomercial the same way as like Pure Moods Volume 1. Can we find no, that's the what infomercial your father watched? I Like don't this and the so. Top Secret album are two of our greatest mysteries. Right, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I could try and... Man, I wonder if there's a, a way you can track down old broadcasts of QVC. I wonder if Internet Archive has them somehow. 
that'd be interesting to like find like, i'm looking okay what was the time period my mom was in the hospital like when did you buy this stuff what year was it and see, see if i can go back and find it that'd be interesting 90s knife infomercial <laughs> oh the ginsu the super chef these all seem like these are cooking knives and not just yeah. like this was just in a sort of yeah like to it, it, it Feels more like a QVC style thing rather than a specific infomercial for like Sham Wow or something. Cutlery like Corner that. Network Money Maker Knife Show. Tom O'Dell selling a bunch of cheap knives. In the middle, he seems to lose it and just wiggles a knife in front of the camera. <laughs> I'll see if this contains a six foot tall sword. With a skull and crossbones on, on oh the my, hill. The audio on this is not good. He sounds like a kazoo. <laughs> good stuff. I'll, Anyways. I'll investigate this later. I'll yeah, find it. We'll we'll get to that down the road. But yeah, that's that's kind of the goals that I have for the podcast is get more sword and sorcery. Continue down the road with the uh the reactor core for crossplay. I don't know. I, I feel like we have a good groove. I know. I think last year, one of my goals was to get more people on the pod, like get more interview stuff on the podcast. And I I always just go back and forth on, on that, of like how I feel about that. Um, I, Like I I want more guests on the show. But I also want more guests who like understand content creation and it like has mm. the equipment right and like has the like yes. they have a good camera and a good microphone and like all that stuff so it's it's just it's I, I don't know the proper way to vet those people and to be like yes you would be a good guest on on the show here um i, I think we've had fantastic guests mm -hmm. on the show so there's still some that I would like to get, but I just, I don't know. I feel like I, maybe I'm way too conserv conservative with that. I have <laughs> no idea. Like, I We need to pick some good example episodes and then we'll like send them to per a prospective guest. Like, can you do this? Yes. Like, just like, do, do you understand I, the tone? Do you understand the pattern? Does your camera and your audio look and sound about the same? Though I I have to say, even at the start of the pandemic, when everyone was like getting used to like Zoom call, oh, yeah. calls and stuff like that, still not everyone had a great camera. They just had the one like built into their laptop top and stuff like that, because uh, I was even looking to buy like a second like webcam and stuff, which now I'm not even using the first one that I have. I just have my my nice one. Um, but I, I, I like, there's still, there's still a lot of people out there who would be fantastic guests who just don't have a good camera, don't have a good microphone. Yeah. And it's just like, that's cool. Like we could still have you on that. But I, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's 2023. You should at least have yeah. a decent webcam. But I think I that, that that is such a common thing. The people that are accustomed that whenever a show or even the news right. or whatever has someone on on a video call, it's always someone with a bad camera and a bad microphone. And it, 
it's still works. True. So I think everyone's accustomed to them. That is some, something I've kind of always prided myself on. And I think this is where I might be stuck yes. is that I feel like we have a damn good looking show. Like it looks yes. professional. Every, everyone at least has a decent web cam. I am using my graphic design degree to some use finally. Right. Uh, like I, I, I feel like regardless of how many people listen to our show, which is barely anyone, uh, I feel like we have a damn good looking show. Yes. Yeah. That's our strength. And I, mm-hmm. I think I think that might be where I get caught up of just like, I just want it to look so fucking damn good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But there you go. That's my no. goals for next year. I un- I understand it. Yeah, there have been they, there have also been people I've thought about d- doing a guest episode with. For me, it's like I don't like digital chores. Like my day job is sending emails and chasing people and chasing people and sending reminders and sending follow ups. And did you get that? And I'm just circling back. Do you have any sure, questions? Yeah. And the idea of spending my free time doing that. It makes me feel distraught. So it's like, yeah. I don't well, hey, want to put this on anybody else, I, but I don't want to do it myself to go I through the hassle of scheduling somebody. If you're interested in someone being on the show, let me know. I am more than happy to be that person. Okay. Especially since I have access to all, like, I, I, I haven't given you access to our e- e- email or stuff like that. I'm more than ha- ha- happy to do all of that stuff and follow up with people and stuff like that which speaking of i have something to talk to you about uh after we're done recording this we do have a possible guest that we could get in the fe- in the future that i think would be fun to have on here so Ooh, um, yeah so yeah cool 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 i i think my goals for we talked a little bit about react well I, I didn't have goals for reactor core i just read off what we are like we already think we're gonna do next year and i'm like sounds good uh Review show. I think we had a good variety this year. There were certain things we we like we pick one priority and it sort of deprioritizes something else. Like the interest in kaiju movies this year mm-hmm. meant that we talked about some live action movies from Japan, but we didn't get to any anime, which is I'm not huge into anime. I don't think I've 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 pitched like two ever on my own. It's like maybe we should do one of those a year. <laughs> But I, as always, I really find it rewarding when we talk about international entertainment and every year I want to go somewhere new. I think this year we, due to the kaiju interest, we spent some time in Japan. We went to China with In the Mood for Love. We went to India with RRR, a very exciting time. Uh, And yeah, in the future, I just want to find new places to go. Like we've never watched anything from Scandinavia. We've sure. never watched anything that's from like Norway, Finland, Sweden, Iceland, like that sort of area. And I know I don't that think we've got much inter- Spanish stuff either. Whether yeah, yeah. it is like Spain proper or uh, like South America, yeah. or like Ignacio might be able to recommend us some Chilean uh, shows that are like, yeah. hey, what are the uh, good shows that are like in in chile right now where can we nah, watch the, the problem is that 
the stuff that I would watch is very much things that are made for us. Uh. Like you probably wouldn't get any wouldn't translate well. Uh, but if you're interested, we have had movies and shorts and stuff like that be nominated for the Oscars. Yeah, hell yeah. So there, yeah. There's stuff out there that you can watch. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah not, not anything that I can recommend because I haven't watched <laughs> those things. Yeah, <laughs> That's not I my think, kind of, of cinema. Mm-hmm. It's just looking at foreign movies. I think movies are a good place to start. It might be easier to get something from a variety of, of countries that's easily accessible like in movie form more than tv form yeah just go to different parts of the world or like the only thing we've ever watched from france was the forest way back in 2018 like there's so much more france has to offer they have a we've rich watched, like, the Godfather, right and stuff like that yeah we've never watched anything directly from italy we've watched like the godfather series and an italian american creation that takes place a lot in italy but i'd like to watch like a direct italian film at some point yeah yeah that's always fun i like that a lot and that they tend to perform very well for us on like youtube and stuff like that they always tend to do very very good numbers compared to everything else which is cool to see and (laughs) like like i'm still so surprised when just like man this is doing numbers and it's not necessarily numbers in terms of youtube as a whole but for us specifically it's just like people are actually kind of looking for this content and it's not out there which is neat yeah it's I think it is something that I am happy happens to us. I'm happy we do have that out there. I just don't know if there's like a lot of crossover. Like if if we had an audience member from India who was like, oh, cool. You guys talked about RRR. They're like, I'll wait until you do something else from India. So it's like, all right, we'll get that viewership one more time next year. (laughs) And I don't know if there's crossover between them. I don't know if somebody who's like watched rrr is also like cool you did a k drama i don't know i don't (laughs) know our audience i really wish we did know them better well speaking of that do you mind if i go into some stats and stuff that i like the stats so you alone hold the stats well i don't know anything that i can't get just from looking at our youtube page yeah so i i i always kind of hide the stats not in in a like malicious way of like melissa will never know how many youtube subscribers we have (laughs) turns out melissa turns out he owes he owes us a lot of money (laughs) but but he's hiding that from i'm 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 always like i don't want numbers to be a thing that we chase Right. I, I, I just want us to enjoy what we do and what we make. And who who cares if only five people watch that podcast as long as we had fun? I think that's what yeah matters. Right. Yeah. Um, but each year on our anniversary retrospectives, I like to kind of look at some of these numbers and just see some of the things that is like, huh. This is interesting. Like, look at this number here. Um, So I'll start with YouTube. Currently, we have 586 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, We've gotten 13. What's the growth from the year? Uh, So from from the year, let me go into our analytics page. I still remember when we tried to do the push for 100. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will say that a majority of our subscribers are thanks to 
RRR, triple R from India. Uh, we we had a YouTube short go viral uh, and is now by far, by light years, our most watched video. Um, and wow. it's kind of wild, yeah, to see the numbers that that thing does here. Um, but let me see if I can find uh, subscribers for the year. Let me see. Overview. I'm going to look up the actual number Subs- of views oh, wow. that short had. Because I feel like you should use the term viral I, only when, I'll, like, the local news no, knows no, 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 yeah, yeah. get there in a sec here. I'll, I'll, I'll get there in a, in a will, sec. Will you get to the numbers of how many views they got? I don't know. Because, okay, wow. Our, sh- our short <laughs> on RRR has 161,000-ish yeah. views. Yeah. And, so, and the, the one before the it had only 163. I was going to get there. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I don't know how many subscribers subscribers we gained this year but if i'm if i'm looking at our uh videos by view count now I'll, I'll pull this up on screen so you guys can so all you watching on youtube can see our most watched video yeah by far rrr is such a fun movie hashtag shorts um, yeah because we we get views on the 20s and then eight 1899 got 278 and then yeah it's 29 5 12 3 right yeah so we we have that as our most watched uh but what's interesting is it's also our most commented on and our our like versus dislike ratio is 97.9 on likes which i think uh. is wild and the comments at least for the most part have been positive like we Mm -hmm. made some mistakes in our review of that movie i think i called it a bollywood Mm -hmm. film which is in fact is not i did not know that i did not know that there are multiple different names for each like sector of india Um, and so if you're unsure it's just good to just say it's an it's an in indian movie like that was new to me like all all that stuff um and then the the video that is next in our most watch is the one that used it, to be our most watched is it paper girls it's paprika oh. paprika number 107 of the review show on twitter has 23000 views yeah on youtube why 23000 views on youtube yeah i don't know why it just is satoshi khan is a genius paprika is a great movie who knows why that one did numbers? Uh, yeah, Paper Girls also has it jumps. It does jump up. So yeah, uh, yeah. then our third most watch is the review show number two hundred ten on Triple R uh, that has mm-hmm. eighteen thousand six hundred twenty one. After that is Money Heist, the Reactor Core number oh, fourteen yeah. with sixteen thousand four hundred seventy three. Oh, wow. I didn't know that we had multiple. On on the thousands, yeah, we we have a few, a few, yeah. Uh, ah. Valerian and the city of a thousand planets at twelve thousand fifty nine. Wow. Uh, Titan AE, the review show number sixty three <laughs> with three thousand uh, and thirty two. So yeah, there is a, a jump from Titan AE to Valerian, which is interesting by the, the yeah. large chunk. You like space movies. Besides 
Triple R is such a fun movie. Our next highest performing short is Hank the Squadron with oh, 2,953 yeah. views. That one was fun. Immediately after that, which is another short from uh, a captain's log that Ignacio, you were on. This was from our trivia night this past year. Yes. Silly String is owned by who? With 2,696 <laughs> views. Yeah. Uh, Paddington 1 and 2 has a six or has a 2,648 views. Uh, Baloney or Madam Web is also in the two, 2000s. Uh, what Planet Would Taste Best is also in the yes. two, 2000s. Uh, Lose Myself in the Crank uh, is uh, in <laughs> 1,914. That's a great one. Uh what does Doctor Strange smell like? 1,700. Uh, one of Riddler's first riddles. 1,400. Uh, and then we have our Dimension 404. The review show number Ooh. 161 at 1,496. Followed by Metropolis, the anime. The review show number 66 at 1,300. Uh, Trek to Yomi looks awesome at 1,200, which I have to say that game <laughs> was awful. That game was so bad. It looks incredible, <laughs> but that game was terrible. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus has you working for the bad guys? Qu question mark. We have some of that stuff. Uh, Thunderbolts using Mysterio's projection tech. 1,100. And that is our last in the 1,000 uh, stuff. There's one that I want to give a shout out. It is, it isn't on the 1,000s, but it is 350 views, which is already higher than the normal. <laughs> Ignatius busted Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just me showing my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And I'll be like, why don't you there. have covers for these? What are you doing? Uh, it's just Alan suffering. It is. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. So we, we have like we've had YouTube shorts perform pretty well for for us. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, from what I understand is they are now no longer pushing them as hard as they did. Um, so some of our more recent ones have not done as well. They're they're just kind of uh. normal, uh, which is why I stopped posting on tiktok so that is something i did this year i stopped posting oh. on our tiktok because well, we i think we also started this year we, which yeah we did start this this year but what was interesting to me is that we always capped out at around the exact same number on tiktok except for one our uh our our short on uh thor love and thunder or no uh thor goddess of thunder when Melissa, you and I read those comics, oh, yeah. the one I did for that did well on TikTok, or at least well f for us on TikTok with like a thousand something views, right? But that was it. That was our highest performing one. The rest of them like maxed out at like 250 views. Wow. And that was it. Uh, and it was, was consistent. 
with that, like around 250. That's where it stopped. And so after a bit, I was just like, well, if I'm always just going to get the same thing with this, like, what's the what's the point? Like, I feel like this is artificial. Um, whereas I, I think that you should at least take the top 10 <laughs> uh, shorts that we had on YouTube and just post them on, on, Put them on, on there, TikTok yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, that's that's not just a bad that, yeah. Just see deal. what happens. Yeah, uh, maybe something some of them it, maybe are probably don't. already on there. Jesus, uh, but that is the thing of, of like yeah, some yeah. But the RRR like, one isn't there, right? I I don't think so. I'm not sure. Uh, but for example, yeah, what we would get like two 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 fifty on TikTok sometimes would be twelve on YouTube. Yeah, sometimes would be one thousand on y- y- YouTube. So it's just like I don't. Like, obviously, YouTube is pushing this with their algorithm to certain audiences more so than TikTok is, um, which was interesting to for me to, like, see those numbers on mm-hmm. the back end there. Do we, do we have an, an Instagram page? <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah, because I wanted to see if you put the, those shorts on TikTok and I don't know, Instagram, Instagram Facebook, whatever. Yeah. yeah. They would do. I'll, I'll mention Instagram stuff in a little bit here, I think. But um, yeah, so th- those numbers are really, really cool um, to, to go look at and all do all of that stuff. Let me see. Let me look at our um, podcast analytics. So we, we don't, don't have, have the coolest numbers. We 69, don't have 420 hey there you go uh we don't have the full access to the analytics on our uh simple cast page which is the hosting we use for our podcast because we've been grandfathered in to an older plan uh which means we are paying a cheaper price (laughs) than most people uh so overview of our stuff on simple cast we have 31,751 all-time downloads P- pretty good uh nine downloads today 53 in the last week 269 in the previous seven days somehow we had a big mm. spike on something i'm not sure 40 unique listeners in the past seven days uh which is cool that means 40 new people checked out our Ooh. podcasts who, who knows if how much they listened to these shows, but they at least checked it out. Uh, the cool step scene, which was the final episode of the Captain's Log for 2022, was released on was released three days ago. Since then, it has seven downloads. The Glass Onion spoiler right. uh, reaction and discussion has eight downloads. Snow Day has twelve downloads um the our smash on the pilots club which is our patreon exclusive thing has zero downloads so none of our patrons have listened to it as a podcast Mm. uh but our rotten tomatoes movie prediction has nine downloads as of 10 days ago okay i'm scrolling down here to some of uh some interesting stuff here so our top listening methods i'll start with this one here uh, number one is Apple Podcasts at 
That's how most people listen to our show. Uh, next up is Overcast, which is the podcasting app that I use. They are fantastic. I pay them 10 bucks a year because they are that good. They are incredible. Uh, highly recommend them if you're looking for a good podcasting app. But they are at 12 12.26%. And then iTunes is the next one after that, which is still strange to me because iTunes... If I'm not mistaken, is now pretty much defunct. I they use Apple Music and Apple Podcast. Like they they split iTunes up into other things and yes. have kind of abandoned iTunes. So it's interesting that people are still listening to us on iTunes. And 8.6 percent of our how many downloads is, is that? that? Uh, so in total, I, 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 I don't know if that is just this year or this month. I'm, I'm thinking it's total of all time. Uh, that's 2,163 downloads. Mm. So who knows? Who knows? Um, top episodes, according to our podcasting host, number one. Our number one most listened to, to, most downloaded podcast, I think is the same one from last year. Uh, it's number 14 of the Reactor Core at 2,915 downloads. That's Money Heist. <laughs> yep, still the champ. And then, of course, at number two, our very, very first episode as the Whatnots podcast Still, with 427 all-time downloads, at least from when we were on Simplecast, is the Black Tapes podcast. Look, I, I get it. The Black Tapes podcast is a great podcast. Mm -hmm. Paul Bay is fantastic. We've had him on the Captain's Log. He's incredible. If you want a guest on your podcast that has incredible stories... Get yeah. Paul Bay. He is amazing. Watch out for him. Follow all of his social media stuff. He's incredible. Episode one of the Whatnots podcast is bad. Do not <laughs> listen to our first episode of on, on the Black Tapes podcast. It's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I, I have gone back and listened to it. I find it endearing. If you are a, God, if you really love the Black Tapes podcast and Kyle, listen to it. Those are both things I like. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, we ended up covering the Black Tapes podcast multiple times. So I, I have to say we have Let's better podcasts on the black tapes that cover it in more of a majority if not in its entirety um you and i should redo it because you and i we have should. never covered it together and we it's should. still That'd like be a great one to do like once or twice a year i'm like i'm hankering for some tapes and i'll just play me a couple episodes Drinking to forget episode one of the whatnots. Here we go. <laughs> well, that's where you started seven years ago. It's seven years old. It's going to first grade. It's going to learn like the names oh, of clouds. Wow. It's in school. That's weird. Uh, but let's see. After that, we got Umbrella Academy, the review show, episode 50, 353 downloads. Oh, Number four, no. the love alarm. 
review show number 144, the uh, K-pop stands came out to go download that one. So thank you all. Uh, Black Mirror season one of the Whatnots podcast. That was episode five. Also, probably not a great episode. 297 downloads. Uh, let's see. DC's New Frontier is not something we've done on any of our new incarnations of the show. The Vision Volume 1 and 2 of the old incarnation of me oh. and Paul, not the one that you and I did, Melissa. Uh, yes. Should comics publishers comment on Comicsgate is number eight. But I don't know how we got these numbers. I blame Gino. Yeah. Our sixth year anniversary retrospective has 198 oh. downloads as a podcast. I don't wow. know how or why. Who are you why? people? Why did you not stick with our show? Don't tell us that, actually. But, uh, man, I, I wish that was the numbers we got every single mm -hmm. time. That would be so cool. Mm. Um, That's weird. Yeah. And hopefully next year we can do something that... Uh, makes it up into our top 10 most downloaded podcasts of the next of of all time man chris played new well. we had some stuff we had one we had one of like this like I'm gonna, bioshock potentially being on the switch that did really well on youtube i think it had like i'm gonna a go put my dinner stuff. leftovers in the fridge while you guys talk about crossley stuff i don't yeah, want i cool. don't want this sitting on my desk lukewarm go for it go for it um, yeah, we had, we had, let me see if I have it up here. Uh, let me look for our, so what is our highest performing crossplay episode? Yeah. Bioshock and Borderlands on the switch crossplay number 19 with 303 views. 19. Episode 19. Yeah. Wow. We did over Not even Greg's episode. Yeah. So Greg's episode. Uh, let's see here if I can find that one. Let me search for Greg Miller. Discussing Resident Evil Village with Greg Miller. Let's see what this one got. Oh, that just brings me to the thing. Why can I not? I want to go to the search page. Got like a hundred something views. So it did better than most. Obviously, yeah, better than most. But not what I Greg Miller, but. Yeah, uh, but not what I would have expected because of Greg Yeah, Miller. we had a Pokemon episode. Here it is. Discussing Resident Evil with Greg Miller. Crossplay number 71. Uh, 194 views. Two comments. 90.9% on the likes. We got 10 likes, one dislike. Someone out Damn. there hates Greg Miller. I doubt Interesting. That's weird. That's that should be a glitch. So we, I'm looking at our YouTube page according to most viewed, and we have uh, the drops of God, the review show number one thirty one, which is a manga about drinking wine, uh, with one hundred ninety six views. Then the next thing it lists is discussing Resident Evil with Greg Miller at one ninety four. Yeah. Views. Then the next thing after that is a conversation with Paul Bay, who I just mentioned, the creator of the Black Tapes. That was the Captain's Log number 141 with 196 views. It should be above oh, Greg Miller, yeah. but it's listed below. Weird. That's strange. 
I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, but 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 yeah. I mean, generally speaking, we don't do numbers. We do 10, 12, 15 on a good day, right? <laughs> um, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm okay with that. I I really don't care. Would I like our numbers to be more? Yes. Because in the long I mean, run, that it like that ups our ch- chances of people supporting us on Patreon, right, yeah. and, and stuff like that. But oh, well. yeah, yeah, you know what? What has to be done? You have to do more Indian films. Yeah, we have to do more Indian films. Uh, we have to. I I have to not have a stutter. I I have to be better at hosting, not do my ums and errs and uhs and. Nah, but I I don't think that that's most of the, the I don't reason. Know. I don't know. It I, says I, that we are small and yeah, we we are small. I am a no one, right? Yeah, we um, are no no one, nobody. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that like a, despite me, like I'm some every now and then i get to be the like man what was me i have a speech impediment i i know that holds us back from doing bigger numbers uh i remember seeing one review on itunes we got a one star review on itunes because of my stutter and well well, i i take that back was not because of my stutter it was because the person that reviewed us is an ignorant fuck let's <laughs> be honest uh they thought that i was d- d- doing a bit that i was d- oh, doing yeah. some kind of like cartoony bit like some scooby-doo like well g- 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 gosh i don't know and it's just like yeah y- you're a fucking idiot if if that's what d- d- you think like it sucks that we now have this one star review so please go rate and review us on itunes give yeah. us five stars if you have nice things to yeah, say i uh, i can understand if maybe you've never encountered a stutter in real life but to be, you know, you listen for like half an hour you pick up on what it is like you can figure right. out this is not a bit exactly it's not a bit uh so the, yeah we i like that stuff really sucks and i know that holds us back but it I also never want to let that stop us and stop me mm-hmm. right from having fun and just making podcasts. And like I said, at the end of the day, I want us to have fun. I want us to mm-hmm. enjoy yeah. what we do here. Um, <laughs> and there are good days and bad days. There are some days where I just cannot speak and I, I just get stuck on a word and I cannot say what it is. And there are some days where it's not really an issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I it's a, Interesting thing, because I also listen to most of my podcasts on like 1.8 speed. (laughs) 1.8? Yeah. That's too many. Um, And I have to give another round of applause to uh, Overcast, the podcast app that I use, because I genuinely like how the podcast sounds sped up on their app. I've I've gone to like YouTube to like speed up videos to be like, this is a long video. I don't really want to sit here for an hour and a half and listen to all of this. Let me speed it up. Right. And it sounds terrible. It sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks and it sounds bad. And something that Overcast does in the app, I'm not sure. I don't know how 
they it sounds normal. Yes, they are talking faster, but it's not pitched up, if that makes sense. Uh, And so, like, that is also the only explanation that I've got for my stutter is that my brain moves faster than my mouth can move here. So hearing people talk at that speed, I... I'm right there with them. I'm like, yep, I understand it all. Like, it's, it's good. Like, this seems normal. Uh, and I get excited. I talk fast and all that stuff. And I, I think mm-hmm. I should be slowing down and talking more at a pace like this, even when I am excited Welcome for something. NPR. Right? This is NPR. Welcome to the whatnot seventh anniversary retrospective. My name is Kyle Springer. And uh, joining me tonight is Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you tempted? <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> I'm here to promote my new novel. <laughs> right. And Ignacio, Ignacio Rojas joining us on the way on in the field from Chile. <laughs> right. Uh, yes, Kyle. Uh, we have a, a, a good match over here. Uh, it's 17 and I know uh, the butter is coming up to the plate and it's a swing and a miss. Now to wow. you, Kyle. Cricket. <laughs> uh, I, more of I wanted to go golf <laughs> I wanted to go golf and then I uh, when I was thinking about what to say golf. it just went to baseball <laughs> yeah but like that's that's an inter- interesting thing about me is that like when it's sped up that seems normal to me mm-hmm. whereas when I put it back down to what the normal speed should be I'm like oh my god you guys talk so slow hurry up like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy what I do here. I did not think that I would be podcasting for seven years straight. Mm-hmm. There has wow. only ever been like one other podcaster that I know of uh, that has str- has struggled with a stutter with a speech impediment. And even then, I don't remember their name. I know it was one of the previous hosts of Spawn on Me with Khalif huh? Adams. I, wow. I don't remember which one it was. But uh, yeah, I, he he was on that. Show. I, I happen to have on a Spawn on Me shirt right That's now. That's what here. that stands S-O-M, for. Uh, I wear that all the time. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it means. When I read yeah. it, I just yes. think of Son of Man, that one Phil Collins <laughs> song from the Tarzan soundtrack. Son of Man. Sonic on motorcycle. On motorcycle. Right. Yeah. Um. So I'm 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 happy with what we do here. I I think despite not having numbers, I enjoy it. I have fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it is it is fun. It has truly been a lighthouse. Uh, I've talked about it before. How when everything shut down in 2020, this was the one part of my life that was able to stay exactly the same. Yep. You know, give me some structure. Give me some purpose. I'd like watch videos of, you know, like celebrity table reads or stuff like that. And it's like, I have better equipment at home than Meryl Streep does. Yes. That like. So it gives you a little confidence boost that you really need sometimes. Again, it was. Yeah. Kind of a confidence boost, kind of an ego boost, too, to see even people like kind of (laughs) funny like struggle with like how do we do a podcast from home is that even a thing and i'm like 
I've been right here. I know how to do it. (laughs) It looks good. We look amazing. Uh, And now they know how to do it from home and it looks incredible and all that stuff. Their studio now looks fucking awesome. Holy shit. Ignacio, their new studio looks so good. Yeah, it it is very amazing. It's wild. It's wild how professional they are. I'm so jealous. And then (laughs) it's... It's amazing how professional they can be, and it's still the same garbage truck on fire. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. but how many yeah. street sharks do they have in their studio? They don't uh, have street shark action figures, right? I, I don't know. I even have the one, the one from the, like, that has the long hair and the guitar that was in the rock <gasps> band with them. I have that one. It's great. I don't know. Awesome I would have put, put it past Mike to have. Does, does Mike even know what street sharks are? I'm does Snowbike Mike know what street I'm sharks sure are? I'm sure he does. Also, shout out to Snowbike Mike. It never yeah, worked out for us to get him on cross play, but he was legitimately the first one to congratulate us for creating cross Aww. play. And he was just yeah. like, guys, con- congratulations on your new podcast. All that stuff. That was fantastic. Yeah, and spe- speaking to that, I met with Snowbike Mike when I was in San Francisco. We just hang out. That's awesome. He offered to he offered to buy me a pizza. I refused because I had just eaten one and then <laughs> on one podcast on one podcast he, he was talking about that story and made it sound like I just rejected him. Uh but Fuck yeah you with your when, pizza snowbike Mike <laughs> But yeah when we talked he he was legitimately happy for us for, for the podcast. That's awesome. That's yeah. so good. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, how did the snowbike Mike? What a great guy. He's, he's, him, yeah. he's a great guy. Um, well, ne- next up, Melissa, do you want to get into our like review show for yeah. and superlatives and stuff like that? Yes. I don't want to like shoo you out of the podcast Jeez, or anything man. like that you're welcome to stay here um, and hang out with us we'd love yeah, you to be you on the show seen fringe uh but i'm i'm scared that this might be a little boring no, I am, for you I for am about to, i'm about, about to leave but uh one thing that i wanted to talk to you kyle since i have here yeah i started gundam hell yes mobile suit gundam started gundam the original, original one started the original it where? One. the okay. old old Okay. okay, so I, I yes, I it, you started the original sh- sh- show. I'm still a big fan of that because that is the one that launched uh, Gundam's most like fleshed out universe. There are other Gundam shows that take place in their own separate timeline and all that good stuff. But this is the original. It was created in 1979, and boy, can you! literally see yeah. the the cells the, the animation is not up to par for today's you standards can, you can see the animation cells moving that being said what rough. do you think of it uh i'm halfway through it okay and and at the beginning when when it was just uh, the whole let's escape I forget what the name of the thing was, but let's escape and go back to Earth. I was enjoying it, and I enjoyed the first episode because it was very much... I can see what they're doing here, mm-hmm. how that connects to now 
more modern mecha shows how oh yeah i have seen other shows do that this is what started the whole yeah hey everything is going to shit and and there's a mech over there and uh, i need to do something i need to step up let me get to the to the to the robot and and do something about it get in the fucking robot shinji <laughs> oh man speaking of shinji uh, Amuro is giving Shinji a run for his money for the biggest. It, it will sound bad, but the biggest fucking bitch that has ever gotten into a mech. Amuro is giving Shinji a run to his money, for his money. Shinji ends up being a better character. I will say that. Like he and like like Shinji's whole thing is that yeah he's a kid. All of this like giant war robots, aliens, who knows what is just like is messing with him psychologically. And he's just like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. I, I think my dad hates me. I I'm not old enough to have a girlfriend. Oh Everyone like, hates me. I'm going to leave without telling anyone. I'm not going to come back. I'm going to leave again. I'm going to come back. Right. I'm going to leave again. That is that is like the one note of Shinji. Amro at least gets over that. At some point, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he 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 has his ups and downs for sure. Um, but he is he is nowhere near as bad. As oh my god! They, but oh my god! They there, want to there is a bit where it's just like, oh my they, god, Amro, get in the robot, you dumbass! <laughs> oh my god! They want they want someone else to pilot the Gundam. Fuck them! I'm gonna steal the Gundam, <laughs> right? and I'm gonna leave. Yeah. I'm glad you joined in on that and j- 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 jumped in. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you enjoy the ride. So yeah, I want to finish it, and uh, I'm hoping that there is a Gundam show that is that gets me as excited as uh, I don't know an Evangelion or a Code Geass. There, there will be. I promise you. I promise you. Um, but also, man, yeah. is this show repetitive? God, <laughs> jeez, indeed. But yeah, indeed. The, I wanted you to know since I know you are a fucking oh, yeah. nerd and you I, fucking love Gundam so much. I do. I my my parents got me a new Gundam model kit for my birthday. I still have yet to. Uh, it's sitting right over here on the side on the floor. I have to start making that one, but it's one of the hardest ones that I've ever made. So oh, it's I, like next step I just up pictured in difficulty. Your parents buying you a model kit to build a Gundam, your favorite show, and you buying your parents a model kit of whatever their favorite show is. Like, look, you can build your own Kevin Costner from Yellowstone, mom and dad. <laughs> it's your Yellowstone model kit. Master, no, I, I grade Kevin Costner. <laughs> I can pic- I can picture them at, at the toy store, them looking for for toys, and they know you like Gundam. And, and then one of the one of the people that worked there walk up to them and said, "Oh, so your son? Huh? He has a birthday. Uh, what? How many years is he gonna turn? Ten? No. How old are you? Like twenty? Thirty? You were thirty-two. Yeah." <laughs> I think. I don't know. For a 32 year old boy. No, we talk <laughs> about guests we want to have on. I don't know. Honestly, my dream guests are your parents. <laughs> I want to hear their side of all of these stories. Oh, God. Um, also, I didn't know Gundam was just a model of the mobile suit. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a mobile so, suit type Gundam. 
yes mobile suits are on both sides of the war yeah. it just means this humanoid robot but a gundam specifically yeah, is made that's, out of gundamium alloy it's it started with ah, the, the, the earth the 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 earth forces against the the zeon forces no. Uh, there, there is a lot of like Oppenheimer, like they're like the Zeon scientists coming to yeah, the Earth and all of that. That like, yeah, there's a, yeah, a see, bunch I, of that stuff in there. That's really neat. I wish that the show would get into that. <laughs> what I'm watching right now. Yeah, the, the the original does not as much. Uh, but as as you start to explore, yeah, you you will start to get some of that stuff in there. It's like, oh, this is interesting. That guy's scientist. He's the one. That's Doctor Manovsky. Oh my God, that's these Manovsky pa pa particles. That's how he died. Wild. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, mm. So good stuff. I'm a big yeah. g- g- Gundam nerd. But Ignacio, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was thank a blast you. to have you on. I know it's you're about to get surprise. out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good surprise indeed. Uh, once again, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at B. That's I-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. There you go. Thank you so much. I hope we see much more of you in uh, 2023. You're always yeah, welcome we'll back here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's uh, like, I don't know if I like Kyle all that much here. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know about this Kyle fella. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do you want me to send you the re- I'm guessing you want the recording right yes please if you can send that yeah. to me that would be great I'll I appreciate it, it same place as usual sounds good thank you man see you nice happy holidays you. bye Melissa bye Carl bye happy holidays see ya bye okay here we are Melissa it's back you and me Let's get into our review show, Superlatives Awards, all that good stuff. Let's dive right in. Melissa, I will throw it your way. I'm going to start by reading everything we covered on the review show this year. We kicked off the year with the entire Matrix franchise, including the, at that time, brand new Matrix Resurrections and the Animatrix. We then watched The Power of the Dog, Landscapers, Good movie. Our first ongoing monthly series, which was just two months, we read the entire manga Knights of Sidonia. Mm-hmm. We watched In the Mood for Love and The Incredible Jessica James. The only audio drama we got in this year was we listened to season one of Brimstone Valley Mall. We read Batman Court of Owls in anticipation of The Batman. Mm-hmm. We watched Black Swan. We watched the original 1954 Godzilla. We did another sitcom trade where you gave me three episodes of Community and I gave you three episodes of Arrested Development. Yeah. For big episode 200 of the review show, we watched Review with Forrest McNeil. We read uh, the first two volumes of the Thor Goddess of Thunder run. Uh, Our next ongoing monthly series was Fringe, all five seasons of Fringe, the most of anything we have covered to date. Not only is it five seasons, each, like the first couple seasons are in that like 22 episode range of like hour long episodes. So we spent a lot of time there this year. Of course. 
we watched the first two Deadpool movies to celebrate your move to Oklahoma City. We watched Twister. Which a sequel just got announced to that Twisters. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I forget the guy (gasps) that's directing it. Just like Aliens. Right, yeah. Just like Aliens. Oh my gosh. No Bill Paxton around. I'm, I'm happy and I'm sad. Right. The next thing we covered was the first two volumes of East of West. Then we watched season one of Our Flag Means Death. Great show. We the first five volumes of the manga. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Mm-hmm. I got you to watch the HBO miniseries Angels in America. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the oft talked about RRR. We watched the first two National Treasure movies. We watched Destroy All Monsters. We read all of the Starfire comics run, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched The Billion Dollar Code, a limited Netflix series. We, for the episode, we recorded live in person for the very Number first time. The Muppet Movie, a classic yeah. road trip movie. We then watched The Gray Man, a movie I remember nothing about anymore. Then we watched all of The After Party. For Shame Timber, yours was the Godfather trilogy, and mine was Titanic. Mm-hmm. We read the first two did, volumes wait, did, of the. Did, comp- did you hear that uh, James Cameron is also about to put out a documentary on the, uh, if uh, they could have survived on that door? Like he has, <laughs> he's he's done the research, all that stuff. He's about to put out a new, a brand new documentary. That his decision was right, that they could not have both survived on that door. I I'm with him. I think the door may have been large enough in size, but was too light for the weight of both of them. I I understand where you're coming from, Jim. Uh, We read first two volumes of Once and Future. Then our next and final ongoing monthly series for this year was we read all of Kaiju Max. Yeah. For Spooky Month, we watched the Vincent Price movie, The Abominable Dr. Fibes. Classic. We watched season one of Servant. Then we did, um, I think a couple of these are missing from the YouTube playlist. Oh, no. Did I? Hold on. Let me double check my. uh... Oh, yeah, because it's missing. Um, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you and Junji Ito's Shiver. Let me. I'll. I will go put those in there literally right now while you keep ta- you. talking. Yeah. And then it was Abominable Doctor Five, season one of Servant. Um, a selection of Twilight Zone episodes. Each of us picked three Twilight Zone episodes to talk about, kind of like the structure we do for the sitcom trades. Right. Uh, and then we watched Megamind. We read the first two volumes of the comic Die. We finished Kaiju Max, and then for the holidays, we watched The Muppets Christmas Carol. You were brave enough to return to the world of Muppets. Yep. And our final episode of the year, just to celebrate winter, the concept, we watched Snow Day. Good stuff. Good stuff, indeed. We have, uh, we, we, we did, I think, have a good variety of stuff. We had some ups, yeah. we had some downs, we had some lefts and rights, some surprises um that i i think ended up being like whoa this was incredible i was not expecting it to be that good or so on and so forth um i think we had a good year yeah i 
I really did enjoy all the time we spent with French. That was definitely worth the time mm. investment. It was a show I had started when it came out and I dropped it just because I got busy with college. Same story that happened to a bunch of TV shows around that time. Yeah. And I found it so rewarding to see how that thing ended. Yes. Uh, I just updated that playlist. The Happy Death Day and Shiver are now in the playlist. It might be out of order because I added them just now, but they're in there. Um, They are all in there. Yeah, that was also a goal of this year is that like someone had requested uh, that we keep our like playlist of each podcast on YouTube up to date. Uh, Mm. And I think except for those two that I missed, I think. That's yeah, I, I, looks I think I right. A good job. I, I think I, I, I yeah. hit most of them on there. If I did miss something, let me know. That's fine. I can add that in there. Um, I'm refreshing it. I see Happy Death Day, but I don't see Shiver. Give it a sec. It might need another okay, okay. Um, thing because I uh, definitely speaking did. Speaking of which. One. I was in a bookstore the other day and I yes. saw a Junji Ito coloring book. Yeah. So all of the haunting imagery we encountered in Shiver is now ours to color. Yep. Yep. You can (laughs) color that like human relative centipede. uh, Or or the uh, The, the heads that were balloons. Yeah. What color do you want these to be? The choice is yours. God. Horrifying. What else do you wish you could color? What else I think Kaiju Max is ripe so, for a coloring book. You know how on the captain's log this past week I asked you if that one thing that you got was the lobster rock, the rock lobster, and it was. <laughs> yeah. So my girlfriend ended up getting a different gift for her work holiday party uh, instead of the rock lobster, which wouldn't have come on t- on, on time. She opted for like one of those like adult coloring books here. Just like a yeah. coloring book on some weird topic. I think originally she showed me one of like, here's a coloring book of like different people's mullets uh, or something <gasps> like that. But she ended up getting one that was. People of Walmart, the oh, coloring man. book. People of Walmart, the the the, the kinds of I remember people that, that you would see uh, in in Walmart. Uh, so I, I yeah, the the amount of coloring books you can get nowadays are so specific. If it's out there, if you can dream it, you can color it. <laughs> you can. I I would say that's one of my biggest surprises this year. One of my favorite things was Shiver. Yeah. I loved Shiver. <laughs> Even okay, when, well, when the stories were extremely gross, I'm like, I am really digging your ingenuity here. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, one of my kind of superlatives that I like to do on the show here is what was your biggest surprise? Is, is, is Shiver like the biggest surprise? For you here, we'll, I, we'll start with that one then. Biggest surprise. I think my biggest surprise overall, it might actually be uh, from elsewhere in our horror month, Servant. Servant okay. was not at all what I thought that show was going to be about. Sure. You think it's creepy doll? No. You think it's creepy nanny? Not exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's 
creepy this and then maybe not then it's and creepy then it's that food? and then like it's well, food I don't know I, it's Is creepy Tony everything there? yeah that, that one was a surprise for sure uh, did not make my biggest surprise uh, no, I, I I think that had the biggest surprises in like whip, whiplash in terms of what we thought it was going to be yeah uh, but just biggest surprise, like did not see this coming. I have to give it to Triple R. Yeah, like, did not know that our tweet where our video would go viral on that and have like over a hundred thousand views. Right? Like goodness, and that's mostly you talking on that one, <laughs> Melissa. So think about that. How weird is that? That. A hundred thousand people have seen your face and and have have seen you talk about that. <laughs> I find that so weird. I I I work in a, a profession where I talk to a lot of people all over the world. I've got a big international uh patron base. Sure. Yeah. Uh and it is wild to think that somebody in, in Iran somewhere is waiting anxiously for me to email them back over the weekend. There, there is <laughs> to, a chance. To, to know that in diff- like at work and outside of work, like there's somebody in all sorts of different corners of the world who's like, what's that lady going to say? Right. There is a chance that someone has seen that short and is also one of your clients. <laughs> Isn't it's that not. Weird? I do have a film studies journal that I work on. So if somebody's like looking at Western reactions to Indian cinema and submitting a paper, I might have processed their paper. You never know. You never know. Wild stuff, though. Uh, So, yeah, that was our biggest surprise of the year. Mm hmm. Well, so what one do you want to do next? I so I, I like to do like our favorite episode of the review show. I like to do our least favorite i don't know if you have that one prepared or not or just like what for me like, it's like not stuff that's you. like like there's some things where most forgettable so, yeah yeah it's <laughs> yes. never anything i actively didn't like i just sort of forget it i don't really remember the gray man i really don't remember east of west okay interesting <laughs> which so i think I, is there was ahead. a very good looking comic i yeah. enjoyed the world building i enjoyed the style but it was just so severe like i emotionally couldn't find any foothold in it yeah but so so yeah let's do least favorite then so you also you also mentioned the gray man that one is one of mine i have the tie for like least favorite here gray man is up there because yeah i don't remember anything like i couldn't tell you the plot of that and it is wild to me because it has chris evans and uh oh god i don't remember his name again ken himself ken ryan himself, gosling ryan gosling yeah uh it has him like it has a couple of stars in there yeah like, by, by all means it should be a good action film and i just it it's so forgettable mm-hmm I just, yeah, just like it did not stick with me at all. I don't remember a thing except for that it existed. The one it tied with for me more so was Starfire. 
just because that's not a comic that I would really read on my own. Like, I, yeah, not my vibe. I really appreciate what a unique story that is, that it is about Starfire from DC Comics as the Teen Titans at all. And she just moves to like Palm Beach, Florida, like she, she Key West. She moves to Key West right, and it's yeah. just about her struggling to fit in and finding a job and like saving people from hurricanes. It's like we classified it as this is the only superhero comic we've ever found that is a beach read. And <laughs> yeah. it's truly singular in that category. I really admire that this is a story that is going for something we have never seen in, in the field of superhero comics. I, I don't sure. remember it super well, but I remember the concept of it and I applaud the concept. And I, I like and appreciate a lot of the creators on that. I know mm-hmm. in like the last arc of the book, uh, Elsa Chartier, uh, yeah. comes on the book and does the art. I love her artwork. Her artwork is always fantastic. Um, yeah, I like uh, the creators are all pretty fantastic. I just this is not a book I am interested in in the slightest, which is t- 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 to be fair. Also, why I picked it. It was so out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. of just like, I feel like this book is not going to be for me. I feel like it's going to be not my vibe. I won't like it. I remember that era of comics. There's not much good coming out of DC at the time, unfortunately. Uh, so here we go. Why not? Let's talk about this because I think that'll be an interesting discussion. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like our episode on it was decent. Like, I, I don't think it's a bad episode of like, oh, don't yeah. listen to this. The Black Tapes episode one of the Whatnots Review Show. Don't. Well, that's embarrassing. Like, uh, uh, don't listen to that. Like, our discussion on it, I think, is totally fine. It's great. It was just not for me. You know? Yeah. I I think even with if we have something that frustrates us, we can still have a pretty good conversation about it. Absolutely. Like, we started the year with Knights of Sidonia, which is a series that has some imagery that had stuck with me, but it, it was something yeah. that frustrated us repeatedly with where the story chose to place its focus and the choices it made. And it's like, why aren't we here with this character? Why right. are we here? Why are we? Why is this where you're choosing to spend your time? Or, or like we, we did get that one tidbit that the creator had a back ground and like architectural stuff yeah and it was like okay if you have archi- an architectural background like we see these like interstitial like chapter like one page yeah. like here's the that stuff the, was the, cool his, his, his henry that stuff was neat but everything else was so zoomed in on a character's face like why are you not showing the architecture in in this that's your that's that's you that's what you can do mm-hmm. show off um i do have to say i did see during the and it was recent too it was within like the past week or two i saw a picture of another one of that creator's manga it was a different story also had a character that was a bear oh my god the bear lady yeah i forgot about the bear lady that's one of the wildest things that there's a woman who's just a bear and it's not until like 
practically the end of the story that you know why it's it's and there's barely no... explained it's barely explained no pun intended but like it just <sighs> you you get an explanation but it they gloss over it so much it's just like this is wild how do we for, how do we forget about the bear how do we do well she got written over by other bears this year we we spent two more so. episodes talking Cocaine about Fozzie. Bear. Right. <laughs> cocaine bear like what if mama bear did cocaine right um <laughs> i anyways. do want to say looking at the beginning of our year we did um except for like the monthly ongoing nights of sedonia inserted in here we did three episodes in a row that were the power of the dog landscapers and in the mood for love which is the most prestigious run we've ever had <laughs> it's high class stuff I I I feel I, landscapers yes for the two main actors that are in that. Um, mm. I don't think landscapers as a show overall necessarily holds up with the rest of them. I I, I man I loved that one scene. That has to be one of my favorite like yeah. scenes in something that we watched this year. That scene when they go from like one set to another it has that like meta and the actors are like okay where where do you want me to stand you want me here right yes and then they just start that next scene it's just like this is so cool um but yeah the power of the dog was also a really good one and then what was the third one you mentioned there in the mood for love for love i am going to transition then into my favorite episode of the year which was in the mood for love i'm happy that movie is fucking incredible uh it's so good and i'm so glad we watched it this year because of everything everywhere all at once which they pay homage to in that movie like heavily and just like Mm -hmm. immediately when they went in into like starting to pay homage to i was just like oh I know this. I recognize this. Oh yes. my god, this is amazing. I feel we, so cool. We did cool. the right homework at the right time. Yeah, that was great. That and, and I I had to say that had like in the mood for love. Not only was it cool to see paid homage to in everything everywhere all at once. It's a movie that has stuck with me. Like it's one that I think about. It's one I go back to of just like these shots are beautiful. It was mm-hmm. so like it 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 has that mix of chaos and story and character and it, it just man there's some, there's something just so freaking special about that movie there. It is now one of my favorite movies of all time. It is that good. It is so good. Favorite episode man, of I'm, the year in the mood. I'm for happy. Love. I'm happy that really worked for you. I remember I was baking something while I was watching that movie and I learned that my oven wasn't calibrated right. So the thing I was trying to cook wasn't Mm. cooking right. Like I had to keep going back and check on it. So my I was a little distracted when I watched that movie and I feel like I need to give it another watch. God, yeah, Uh, it's it's so good. I, I really like the power of the dog. I got a lot out of that movie and. We watched that at the beginning of the year before the Oscar nominations came out. And when I saw it had like 11 nominations, it got me interested in the rest of the Oscar race as a whole. So watching Power of the Dog got me to watch 
so many other really interesting movies this year as part of that's that cool, Oscar cool, race. Yeah. And now like trying to prepare for next year, it's like, no, I want to see or at least be familiar with a lot of these movies before the nominations are announced. So Power of the Dog, that's the origin point for me now. Okay. And, be- and being a big Oscars nerd. That one was your this favorite was a- of the year? I, it it might have been my favorite for things that were new to me, but That's sometimes a real you, good one. That was also I I feel could be up there for biggest surprise. Yeah, like, was the that man that ending to that <laughs> movie is so good. I and and sometimes on the show I will talk about or I'll bring to the table things that I have seen before that I want to revisit. And one of the most rewarding revisits for me was Review. It was a show I had seen before. Sure. But now watching it all in the space of a week, I was picking up on so many things I never noticed before when I was just watching it like week to week or there'd be like a long break between Mm. seasons. And I'm like, it's not a plot heavy show. I don't have to rewatch anything. I'll just start it up again. Like watching it in such a concentrated format gave me an all new appreciation that's cool for how <laughs> well crafted that show is that was a, i'm very happy uh we returned to that one and that got to be episode 200 that's awesome i i just had a recent moment with that with star wars a and or i i mm. watched it as it was coming out that show is fantastic one of my favorites of this year and of all time that show is incredible uh but i'm re-watching it again right now with my girlfriend and there was a scene in there where a certain character says something and having seen the entirety of the show yeah. i'm just like oh shit i know what that means now and it's it's a reveal that doesn't happen until later on in the show and i i had to like stop myself from reacting to like having to explain it to my partner i I know she's also like listening to us right now uh but uh (laughs) hi rachel (laughs) Uh, but uh yeah like I, i i had to like keep my mouth shut and not say or react to like give her a a hint that that was it's it's not necessarily an important scene or important line but just holy shit the craft of this show is so well put together that just like they they said it before you even realized it and you don't learn it for another like three or four episodes. And then you're like now going back. It's just like this is chef's kiss. This is so good. <laughs> so good. Nice. So. Well, all right. So we've talked about big surprises, favorites, uh, th- th- things that we don't remember very well, mm-hmm. which happens every year. I like I don't think there's ever been anything we've watched in the show that I truly didn't like. It's just things that. <laughs> Do not stick with me at all. Like one two sec, weeks one after sec, I one sec. Rachel, right now, my girlfriend is in the chat and says in all caps, I never get good hints. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to think now about what scene that could have been. Oh, you, you, man. Rachel, you have no idea what scene it is. <laughs> so good stuff. Continue. <laughs> Melissa. Let's uh 
Do you want to do dream dates or skin boys or like performances? Let's talk about sure. what were some of your favorite performances from stuff we watched throughout the year? Favorite performances. Uh, John Noble in Fringe yeah. is a spectacular one. You will hear me mention that one multiple times here on out when talking about favorite performances. Um, but John Noble in particular as Walter Bishop. What a great character. Um, he's so endearing. He's lovable, likable. He's weird. He's sinister in the right moments. Yeah. He's foreboding in the right moments. Just, I mean, if if you're familiar with him as an actor, you know he is an incredible actor, right? Uh, so it's no surprise that, like, his performance as this character is really good. Um, but man yeah i like I, there's just there's something special to me about yes. that character of walter bishop um yeah really good fringe is a show that has a fairly small tight cast uh then expounded upon because it is a multi-dimensional show so you will see these characters and then you will see an alternate dimension or an alternate timeline of those characters right so yeah. i guess it's big on characters but it's small on Actors, you just see the same couple actors over and over again. Everyone on that show is so well picked and mm -hmm. really embodies that role so thoroughly. And I like to see the different challenges they get as the series goes on. I'd like to introduce a special award. We talk about best performance. Most performance definitely Most goes to Anatorv. Anatorv, yeah. Not to say that it isn't the best, but it truly is. The most. That is the most acting we've seen anybody do. I I really like Anna Torv as an actor a lot. I I feel like it's safe to say I have a crush on her. Like I I oh, really yeah. like her a lot. That's real crush a, material. A lot. If if I know she's in something immediately, I'm like, let me watch this. I what is this? Uh, which is how I discovered Mind. Hunter, as I, I saw her name attached, and I was like, yes, I am in. Thank mm. you. Please. Um, I, th there's there's something about her, because like even when we were discussing Fringe, there's there, there's something masculine to her character. There's something like there there was that when we do that, like 1950s episode, we always see her character. 40s, the one. Yeah drinking whiskey and yeah. like doing that. she is the traditionally the coat. Yeah. masculine character mm. in that show there's something butch about her character but i don't I, I don't think i would describe anna torv as that mm. necessarily mm. but there's something about her characters because even in mind hunter she plays a character that is a lesbian mm. and like i don't know there's like there's just something that I find fascinating about her and what she can do on screen that I really like. So yeah. great acting. <laughs> great, great all around in French. Uh, we mentioned landscapers earlier. Mm. I think those two lead performances from Olivia Coleman and, um, um, is it, is it, is it David Thewlis? Yes. Yeah. He's, he, I Some just of the saw tops him in, the there, in this, this handman too. He's in that too. Oh, oh, excellent. Netflix. Yeah. Good. 
Yeah, I think those are two really, really strong, very effective performances. Of course, everybody in The Power of the Dog got an Oscar nomination. Mm, yeah. Uh, another Oscar winner we saw this year, Natalie Portman turning into a bird. Great stuff. Great stuff indeed. We haven't seen anybody else turn into a bird as well as she's ever done it. Number one bird. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to. So this is one of my favorites. It did not make my most favorite mm. of the year, all that stuff. But our flag means death. Yes. I so fun. fucking love that show. I think the performances all around are incredible. Um, the characters end up being a lot more nuanced than you think. Um, yes. I, I, I think even even down to some of the characters that have very, very minor roles like. Uh, mm hmm. I forget the main character's character's name. Oh, um, Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet. His wife. Even in, yes! in the small bit that we get to see Claudio her. Claudio She's fantastic. Yes. In, in that. Good um, pull. But yeah, great performances all around in that. That is also now up there as like one of my favorite shows of all time. I rewatched that a second time with my yeah. partner this this year. She ca she caught some of it as I was watching it for the podcast. And I was like, babe, you'd love this show. Like, this is up your alley. Like this. It's it's gay as hell. Like you would love this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's and it's so sweet. It's it's a real comfort food watch. Yeah, we went back and watched it. And I was like, damn, this show is something special. It's good. Right. It really affects you after you watched it. Like later that day after I like binge the last couple episodes to finish it. It's like I'm wearing a neckerchief when I leave the house. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm bringing some pirate fashion into my life. Well, let's let's do supporting character. The Skin Boy Memorial Award for Supporting Players, named after a character from the horror comic Harrow County, where the witch has got this little familiar who's like a some little ghost boy and he's been skinned. And the like slim good body muscle boy goes scampering out into the world and communicates messages back to his just like empty skin sack who's folded up in the witch's purse. And little skin sack will like reach out and like whisper secrets to her. And we're like, the skin boy is one of the best parts of this comic. We cover the first two volumes of Harrow County uh, back in 2019 on episode 80. Um, that was, yeah, in 2019. I finally this year made it a point to read that entire comic. And I did. I own all of the volumes. It's on the Ooh. back of my shelf. There is a spinoff comic that I have not looked in into yet but from what i understand it is more of an anthology it's tales of harrow county or mm. tales of or tales of something like that yeah uh but it's an anthology story uh, set in that town that book if you like good horror comics yeah. real like fall creepy vibes go Ooh. check out that book it's incredible good stuff there uh but yes skin boy memorial award for supporting players good stuff melissa me, you, well i yeah. have i Go have ahead. to they call her astro they call her aspirin they call her obelisk that's not her name that's not her name that's not her name the skin boy memorial award for supporting players goes to 
one of the finest, most supportive supporting players, Astrid Farnsworth. Melissa, an, it an is icon, unanimous. An angel. It is unanimous. Yeah. That was <laughs> my pick, agree. too. That was my I- Astrid. Astrid is so good in Fringe. She is the epitome of like a supporting character that you love and you want to know mm-hmm. more about. And you hope they uh, like have good fortune and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> the, yes! the small bit bits of like character from her that we got to see that was outside of the lab. Mm-hmm. We ate it up. You're like, oh, that yes. one with her dad, the one where she gets oh. to meet her double from the other universe, like all that stuff was just phenomenal. Uh, but she was routinely and consistently there for the supporting cast. She yes. looked after them. She was the mom of the, 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 yeah. of the bunch. She is by definition like the best supporting character <laughs> you can have, period. I, you always wanted more of her when she wasn't on screen. You wanted to know what she was doing. You, you wanted to check in with her at all times. Shout out to, to Jessica Nicole, the actress that plays her. Yeah, fan, fantastic stuff. So memorable. So endearing. Uh, <laughs> Astrid, I will always. That's I don't is fringe as a whole a comfort food show. I sure. don't know. But if I could watch a master cut of just Astrid scenes, like that's just like pure medicine. <laughs> Astrid AMV I, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to shout out uh, a character who is a pretty minor part of the show where we saw them. But uh, both of us spent a good amount of time in that episode going, what's that guy's deal? What's he on about? What is his life when we're not watching him? And that is producer Grant from Review. Yeah. A real enigma. We never really got anything on producer Grant. He's he's an enigma. He's an, an antagonist at some point. Yes. He's an instigator yes. at some yeah. points. Yeah. Interesting. Good. That's a good, good callback. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And then, of course, we also mentioned the like uh, home, the like den mother of the bear in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's God. <laughs> so good. I, I, don't, I don't remember anybody's name except for Azana. Azana, who is. I don't know, like the th- maybe the third lead of the book, but is sidelined so often. It's right. like she's down there yeah. you, Knights that was another Sedonia character where it's like i want more azana all the time yeah i want this to be azana's adventure yeah knights of sidonia the bear den mother ra like is that what you yeah. would call her yeah she's she's yeah. good because i mean she, she is the same kind of thing as astrid but was just featured less in the book like she is the mm. one looking after these pilots mm. and feeding them and making sure they get to bed on time and they can settle into society and stuff like that. So good stuff. Good stuff there. Melissa, who would you go on a date with of all the characters oh. that we saw from the review show this year? Who would you want to go on a date with? I think just as the show has given us an all-time legendary supporting player, it's given me an all-time legendary like dreamboat. I'd go on a date with Peter Bishop. He's 
Melissa, He's it's so unanimous sweet. again. <laughs> I think right. Peter Bishop as well. Right. Everyone agrees, regardless of your orientation. He's so sweet. He's smart. He's really attentive. He's honest. He's well, handsome. Ed. But he's not like an absolute 10 out of 10 unattainable hunk. You said he was honest. One of the first things we learn about him is that he is not honest. He is a con right. artist. He he conned his way into uh, like degrees from colleges, into businesses, like all of this stuff. The first thing we see is like him making this like oil deal in the Middle East with some like business thing, and it's all like based on that he has this experience, and he he has none of it, and he's just making okay. it up. He's yes. bullshitting it. But that's what I find fascinating. He has stories. This man will entertain you to no end with all kinds. Yeah, there was this one time we went into the Middle East and I pretended I was some oil baron in the United States or what what have you. Right. Uh, Yeah. Those would be fascinating. I would love to just sit there and hear him talk. Um, But we also know that, yeah, in a more romantic relationship, he is very honest about how he feels and what he wants. He's not a bad person for being good at lying and being good at, like, manipulating people, which, look, all of that sounds bad. I know, I know. but Right, (laughs) exactly. He is professionally, he has professionally been a con man. But in his interpersonal relationships, he's really emotionally honest and really upfront and he confronts things head on. Sure, he didn't know his girlfriend was replaced by a version of her from another universe, but who would imagine such a thing? And that said, I also feel like he's very observant. He is the kind of person that will surprise you with a gift or a date that is just like, how... How did you know that this is like my I've never told anyone this. How did you know? Yeah. And he's like, I have my w- w- ways like I know how to find this stuff out. And it's just like, God damn, he's good. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Uh, so, yeah, Peter Bishop would be an ideal date for me. <laughs> I, I got to say that Fringe as a whole has got so many dream boats in it. Peter Dreamy. Either version of Lincoln Lee, dreamy. Do you remember when you go to the other universe and faux Olivia's dating that guy who's like a bug scientist? For the like two episodes we see that guy, he seems like very smart and kind and handsome. Sure. Like there's, there's just so many. Remember that one what's episode? The, what's the actor that plays like, him? Who, the bug guy? Yeah. Isn't it? I don't know his name. Isn't but it? there's another episode where she meets up oh, with God, one of her know. old FBI partners and it's Bella's dad from the Twilight movies. Another well-recognized hunk. There's just so many hunks in Fringe, and not the type of hunk you expect. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's really funny, too, because even Walter's character has that one woman that did the, like, MK Ultra experiments with him, <laughs> the LSD stuff, yeah. and she is just absolutely flirting with him nonstop. And it like it just like, oh, Walter, you uh you go get her there. Okay. Yeah. Walter. <laughs> I'll leave I, you two I alone also... to do some experimenting, if you know what I mean, uh-huh. right? <laughs> Looking back on Fringe, it's like 
such an it's such an odd show in that it puts all of its energy in this one main romance. You've got Peter and Olivia, and then you kind of also have other Olivia's and other Lincoln Lee's. And then it's like nobody else. Yeah. Walter gets one episode with a girl he kind of flirts with, but it's like Broyles never gets a love interest. Ask I mean, he has a wife. A love interest. To be fair. He, he gets he he is getting over a divorce in the main timeline. Sure. Yeah. But there's never an episode later on where he's flirting with like he has Someone some sort knew. of tension with anybody else at FBI headquarters. There was a show that's really like, we've picked our priorities. We're putting most, all our energy here. Nobody else is getting any action. The most flirting that Broyles does is that one with the kid where he's smiling like at the, ki- at the ki- kid. You remember that one? And then all of a sudden I, he gets a call and has to leave. But it's just like, why is Broyles smiling? Oh, my God. I remember... I remember when he got high and he's just staring at a Twizzler too. and he's like, it spins into in infinity. Astrid, I'm scared. Too. That one's good too. Good too. I, I also have to shout, shout out, to out uh, a dream date for going back to like when I first saw this movie, when I was like 13 or 14 years old, the sidekick from National Treasure, Riley Poole. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What about him is uh, a, a, a good date? What would you classify I, him as? Uh, I thought he was funny. I think now I if he was the, the exact same type of sarcastic 100% of the time, it might get a little tiring. But I'd like to get to know him and like see the other facets of him. Sure. Get to know and more levels to his sense of humor. I like that he's just sort of he's got all these surprising skills like he knows how to hack into things and it's like is that what your background is how did you get here why are you embroiled with this he seems like a guy who's going to try anything yeah yeah to get to whatever his goal is and he's just really like in for a penny in for a pound he's like i'm trying anything i'm riley i'm here i'm game i'm gonna make snarky comments but i'm not going anywhere I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to sell you out. Would you like to buy my book? Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote I this book. book. Yeah. <laughs> write your phone number and your business book, Riley Poole. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, yeah. In- interesting. Interesting stuff. Do you have any other kind of awards superlatives you want to <gasps> give out here? Oh, I don't know. I, I do want to state. Not in the format of any specific award. Maybe maybe as one of my surprises. Shout outs. I thought that I would look at the Godfather trilogy as like just sort of a cultural checkbox I had to meet. Like so many people tell me this is one of the best movies of all time. I don't think it's for me, but I guess I have to watch it. I really did enjoy those a lot more than I thought I did. Even the third one. The third one's messy but it's shot so beautifully. Yeah. I had a much better experience watching Godfather part three or the Godfather coda, the death of Michael Corleone, however you choose to label it. I had a much better experience watching it than like anybody would have led me to believe. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. I want to give a shout out to uh, a kind of thing we did earlier, but most acting that we've done uh, shout out to Michael Kane in the muppets christmas carol uh stellar performance the most acting because he is like the only human 
on there. The rest are puppets and who knows what kind of green screen CGI. I guess not not CGI, but just what what kind of magic they had to do to put him in the midst of all of this stuff that is happening around him um, and to be the only like human mm-hmm. in the midst of that good stuff there. So, yeah, I think that's kind of it for superlatives that I have and shout outs that I want to make. Um, yeah. I was talking to someone recently about comics I read this year and once and future came up um, in, in which they were like, yeah, what I read from that was fantastic. And I was like, oh, my God, I felt so lost. I felt like I, I needed a Ph.D. in that. But that's not to say it was bad like that. That's yeah. just the thing of like it was so well researched and I just I felt like I was so be behind on what i needed to know to understand that book it just seemed like that... something else I, I i don't know how to ex- explain it right right yeah like that's on another level it is very dense it it asks a lot of your prior knowledge this is one of my pitch ideas coming up in 2023 is to do a week of what i call the kieran gillen challenge <laughs> where we attempt to familiarize ourselves with classic with something pieces, else, yeah. classic pieces of literature and lore, like how there's a part in Die that's very dependent on you knowing things about the Brontes, which I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So we're gonna we're gonna try and live up to the Kieran Gillen challenge and know something about uh, British literature and lore. We're gonna learn from a Bronte or an Austin or an Arthurian. That's myth. not bad. Not a bad idea. Himself. Um, cool, good stuff. Do, do, so, I guess final qu- qu- question before we start wrapping things up here. Um, do do you what is what are some of your most anticipated movies or TV shows of twenty twenty three? What's what's on your list <sighs> that you're looking forward to? Guardians Volume Three, Guardians Volume Three. Guardians Volume 3. <laughs> and Guardians <laughs> Volume 3. Right. Those uh, Mission Impossible. We had so much fun watching the Mission Impossible movies a couple years ago. Mm, so now yeah. I'm really invested in seeing the new one. Uh, we were just talking about the not only Barbie and Oppenheimer on their own, but the dichotomy of both of them releasing right. at the same time. So uh, I look forward to seeing what happens with Yellow Jackets and yes. how that how that show advances and improves, I I have to say that while, while there were a lot of things about that show that I thought were well done, that I found really riveting, it's the one thing that really looked like it was filmed under quarantine. Like in all the stuff, like when the, the, the 1996 stuff, when the girls were out in the wilderness, I really liked. But some of the like modern day stuff felt kind of hollow or flimsy to me. Like when Taisha's running for governor or whatever but she she seems to only spend time conference of like three people right right it's like why are you always at home with your wife and son like i i I understand that this is where you want to be but surely you must have other things you have to be doing for your job right why are you always here this clearly must be some sort of a a filming limitation well it's it's interesting like i to be honest i feel like that almost works because yes it was 
always they they always showed us scenes when she was with her family but the family was always saying the opposite of like why are you mm. always out on your job you're <laughs> never here anymore exactly yeah like i and and it's for there was stuff in the story I liked, but Yellow Jackets is one of the rare things I've seen recently where I don't recall thinking, wow, what a cool sh- shot. I I just really look forward to after seeing the success that season one had that I hope season two's got like more resources, more yes, budget. It's going to be operating under fewer COVID limitations. So I really look forward to that being bigger more dazzling in different ways like really stepping up its game like stylistically and like what it can do on camera i really look forward to that yeah i am looking forward to that as well that's on my most anticipated list yellow jackets season two uh in terms of tv another one that's on my list severance season two do we know when that's gonna be is that gonna be out in 2023 because that is up there with my most anticipated uh, oh my god! Se- and John is Noble's so gonna be in the new yes. season. It's gonna be so good. I I'm so excited. I'm I'm oh that Man, show was I incredible for- too. I forget about I forget about Severance because I watched it first, and then like a couple months later, you watched all of it. So we were never like on the same wavelength with that thing. Yeah, but yeah. That might be like every week we check in on Severance. We Abs- go absolutely. into the office. Absolutely, we will be doing more reactor core stuff of Severance season two for sure. Uh, most anticipated movies for me, I think. Um, Man, I really want to see how Shazam Fury of the Gods yes. does because I liked that one more than I liked a lot of the other DC movies, which a lot of them I didn't really like. But some of the more recent ones have been OK. I feel like the DC movies for next year, I, I'm anticipating them not because it's like, oh, my God, this is going to be the best movie ever. I want, But just like they seem so much like wild cards to me yes uh this like shazam and blue beetle oh yeah i don't really know what to expect for blue beetle and that's why i'm kind of anticipating that one like i really want to know what direction they're taking that um that's so yeah that's that's going to be an interesting one for sure uh i will get caught up on john wick before john wick number four i know that that one is going to be right up my alley uh so i am anticipating that um guardians three because i we know that that's going to be kind of the end of an era for yeah guardians right that's going to be a great one well we're all this seems like a good year for marvel stuff like quantumania looks really promising Guardians Volume 3 has my heart. Yeah. We don't know a lot about the Marvels yet, but I think that's an exciting combination of characters. Like, we get to see these things we've been wanting to explore, like Kamala Khan actually meeting Carol Danvers. Yes. And whatever Monica's baggage with Carol is specifically. And I really look forward to seeing uh, what Nia DaCosta does as director. She directed that Candyman movie from yeah. last year. And I, I didn't watch it, but I watched, like, recaps of it and clips from it. And I really dug it stylistically. And I really want to see what she does with playing in the Marvel sandbox. She's also been a guest on Blank Check a couple times. My favorite film podcast. Yeah. So I'm I'm rooting for it. It was nice that I got to be familiar with her in different ways before seeing uh, this big tentpole debut. 
And then si- similar to John Wick 4, for me, Fast 10. Uh, I, there's a large portion of the Fast and the Furious movies that I have not seen. So I am excited to get caught back up with that. I know we said we were going to do those, I think, for our end of the month specials on the review show after well, uh, we get done. Well, well, the, if well, then we would be starting it like. So if we're doing the good place, like for first four months of the year, then we would be starting Fast and the Furious at the end of May after Fast 10 has already come out, which True. we can do. But I, I I offered you the chance to like move something around, do like a whole month where every week we just watch two or three of them in order to have that discussed I'm, before I mean, the, the movie comes out. If you if you just want to switch those, the good place and the like, I'm OK with that, too. I think that'd make a lot of sense as well. Uh, and we just start. We could do. January, um, February and March. Uh, yeah, Fast three movies nine, each month, and then Hobbs and Shaw is optional. The Hobbs and Shaw optional. Yeah, Shaw optional. Okay, so January. Okay, we're we're doing this now on the flight. The end of January, first three. The end of February, next three. End of March, next three. And then we start Good Place in April. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm I I am happy with that. I I, I will tell Jack of the news. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for Fast 10. A big one for me would be Spider-Verse 2. I'm really super excited about that one. That one's going to be great. Um, and then, of course, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is up there for me. That's kind of the ones that are, like, at the very, very top of my list here. Um, that I'm, I'm just like, I need to go watch this. Yeah, and then you know there's going to be more stuff that we that we come Don't to learn know about. about. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that, like Wes Anderson has a new movie that should be coming out soon, but I don't know what it is. Like, mm. yeah, I'm excited for Knock at the Cabin for seeing what my boy M Night has been cooking up lately out in the Philadelphia woods. Yep, yep. I know, like season four of The Boys is going to be incredible. Whenever they do ah. that stuff, like yeah, there's there's some. Fantastic been chugging along. I don't watch the boys, but it seems like there has been so much so boys and it's not that old. Yeah, it's not. They've only done three seasons and then they have uh, a couple spinoffs. They have an animated spinoff that premiered this year, uh, which I still have not seen yet. Uh, and then they have a live action spinoff called Gen V, uh, which is a like college aged like younger college mm. kids students and them also existing in this world here of like gaining powers slash being able to take drugs that give you powers and Ooh. stuff like that uh it, yeah i i i'm looking forward to all of that stuff too the the last of us tv show one of my favorite video games of last. all time starts in january soon i'm excited yeah lots of stuff to look forward to in the new year let's be done let's let the last of us be the last thing we name uh, i do have to go to bed and go to work i agree uh yeah we have been podcasting for th- over three hours now uh so here you here you go here's our celebration here was our party here's my last little bit of alcohol in my titty shot glass <laughs> which 
Just a small amount, just an A cup's worth of whiskey. So, well, so here's here's the thing. The titties, if I'm not mistaken, were the largest titties that you could get on the cup here. Uh, So they are quite large, large boobs. Uh, Something that you cannot see on on screen here because it's going to be blurry if I hold it up to the camera. But if it's back here when it's in focus, it's going to be too far away. Um, it, it is wearing a like bikini okay. s- style thing. I think I can see that. However, th- the nipples are front and center on, on this thing. They are saying hi and hello. They are the accessory <laughs> to the outfit. Uh, they are the star of the show here. <laughs> Those are their uh, names. Hi and hello. Hi and hello. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I will give my last little bit of alcohol, alcohol here uh, once again to congratulations to us here at the Whatnots for seven years. Uh, That's exciting. Uh, congratulations to us here at the Whatnots. So bam. Bam. A little bit of a like a quarter shot <laughs> with that one. All right, that's okay. it. That's the night. I've that's been it. Melissa. You you heard me say earlier where I may be found and what other things you can listen to me on. So go do those things. Indeed. Uh, that being said, if you guys want to find me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter, co-host and Hive. If you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots at Twitter, co-host and Hive as well. Please go like, share, and subscribe. We got a few more videos over here if you are on the YouTube version of that. Uh, but this has been seven years of the Whatnots. We will see you wow. next year in 2023 for year eight. Bye. Bye.